Talk Live, 1-855-450-3733. You're listening to the live Friday night edition of Free Talk Live with Mark. Well, hey, Mark, and it's Ian and Allie, and everybody's here. I was beginning to wonder if you were going to talk. Uh, Well, we just had barely started the show, and normally we wait 10 seconds before we get into talking. What was all that music going on? It hadn't been going on that long. Yeah, okay. That was not my experience. You came in at like 12 seconds. All right. Oh, I see what you're doing, Mark. You are listening on the GCN feed, and they apparently started playing music early. Gotcha. You weren't going by the clock. Okay. Well, right. I don't have the clock. I'm glad that uh, I'm glad you were concerned. Thank you for that. Yes. Uh, Turn so, yes. my hair white here, waiting on you to, the, to talk. The usual crew is here, uh, 855-450-FREE. Uh, you can bring up absolutely anything that you want, and uh, we're here, 855-450-FREE. Take control of the airwaves. Tonight, uh, much to discuss, of course, and we're going to start out with what we mentioned that we had last night and we never got to. Mark, you mentioned the, something about high school kids and dumbing down. Where is this from? This is from uh, the, the end of the American Dream dot com. And uh, sounds biased. It does. It has that sound to it. But, you know, it's a pretty well researched article. I'm certain that there's research to be had on the other side, but I think that there's some interesting sort of facts on it. Okay. Um, I've, I've looked I looked through their um, their links and things like that. And they they, they you know, they, they've got good info in it. Um, and I don't like a, a biased sounding name of a, of a news organization either. But, you know, a lot of times major news companies aren't going to do the, uh, this kind of research and these kind of stories. This is uh, uh, an article from, uh, as I said, into the com. Dumb as a rock, you'll be absolutely amazed at the things that U.S. high school students do not know. And this is a bunch of different articles sort of stuck together. Somebody sort of wrote an overview of them. Uh, We're raising the stupidest generation in American history. The statistics that uh, you're about to read below are incredibly shocking. They indicate that U.S. high school students are basically as dumb as a rock. Hmm. As you read the rest of the article, and I don't think that I think that this is a this is this is all about percentages, right? Not uh, they're talking about the 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 median student diminishing over time, not, uh, you know, the smart kids or whatever. And I don't know what Ali just got out of high school not too long ago. Public, private. Uh, I was in public school. And it doesn't – and by the way, um, what indication would you have about whether or not uh, – I mean you're smart among your peers is it doesn't really tell you how you would be compared to 30, 40, 50 years ago. It's hard to say, well, right? It also depends on what information you're judging. If it's about math or something, for some reason in my mind, if someone's good at math and understands these things since they're so consistent and you can't really make up stuff about math, like the teacher can't just make up a bunch of stuff, they can make it confusing, but if someone's good at math, then to me, I value that over someone being good at history or one of these other subjects where it's like, well, you know what to write on the test. Mm. History is a big um, – is one of the things they really harp on in, in this is that uh, students uh, in America really don't know much about history. But um, I hated history when I was going to high school, so that makes sense. Because well, it was for me, it was about the way it was taught, at least in my case. Right, and, and I, I think that this is what it comes down to all along. And it, if it's if history is being taught poorly, well, right, exactly. I mean, we've certainly pointed out that kids that are not interested in whatever the curriculum is, for whatever reason, they're making it boring uh, or uninteresting. Then, yeah, they're going to end up not as well educated. They're not going to pay attention. For me, and I don't know what your experience was in history class. 
But for me, and I, I really like history today. I think it's more interesting now that I'm sure, interested in it here. on my own. But at that time, it was a woman at the front of the class who every single time would, at least the only history class that's memorable, uh, would basically turn off all the lights, turn on the overhead projector, and put up the overheads, the transparencies, and have you over write them. and over, yeah. and just, just copy read this stuff. and copy. Read and copy. Read and, read and copy. copy. As though that's somehow interesting or it, it might, entertaining. It might very well be the right way for some kids to learn. Really? But really? I don't know. I could not like, say. My, I always wondered, like, why don't just why don't just Xerox this stuff and give it to us? <laughs> <laughs> this is just busy work. I mean, it's yeah. just straight up busy. There's work. a lot of clerical work that goes on in um, American schools, and I've heard one explanation that I think is uh, really stunningly, um, you know, perhaps prescient. I it, it it speaks to me is that thirty or forty years ago, the uh, as many jobs weren't open to women as they are today. So the, some of the smartest and brightest women in America would go into che- teaching, and therefore you had be- hmm. because of the cultural bias, you would have these higher grade teachers making essentially less money and and, and, and that sort of thing. So well, you also had the federal government getting involved fifty some years there ago, was that too. years ago. So for example, uh, according to a survey conducted by the National Geographic Society. Only 37% of Americans between the ages of 18 and 24, these are high school graduates, your demographic, (laughs) Allie, Uh could find Iraq on a map of the world. I could not, I don't think. Now? I don't know. What? Maybe I kind of know what it looks like. Um, I don't know. I can't. uh, (laughs) Allie? I'm going to say I could probably do it. I probably could. I mean, I don't know. I'm not confident about that. All right. I'll I've seen it enough times, like, but I don't know if I've seen it in context of where else it is. Like, I know it's in the Middle East, and it's bigger, I think, than a lot of Middle East places. Is that right? Yeah, it's bigger than a lot of Middle it's East bigger. places, yeah. So I'd probably be able to find it. If they had on the that. lines on the map. If the you lines think... were on it, I could probably figure it out. Some of the geography tests online will have you take the shape of a country and put it in a map that has no lines on it, and you're just supposed to stick it in there. And that can be very difficult, especially with countries like Switzerland, which are essentially defined by the lines of other countries. They yeah. have no coastal regions. Um, they're defined by some rivers and stuff like that, but um, and mountains and, and things. Um but so, I mean, they can be very difficult to stick in there. And Iraq has a small portion of uh, what the, the, the Straits of Hor, the Gulf of Persian Gulf, uh, Straits mm-hmm. of Hormuz that we've been talking, that's been in the news recently. And so, you know, I mean, yeah, I can get why those little, those straight lines drawn in the desert uh, perhaps uh, might be somewhat confusing for you. But, you know, I don't know how this test was conducted, but, you know, that was, that was the number. How about this one? 50% of the uh, same age group. 18 to 24. Are you looking it up? I'm looking at a, a map Did of the, the Middle East. I'm pointing Point. at one of the things in the Dear Middle East. God. Am I wrong? I am, am I on a radio program with a man <laughs> who doesn't know where Iraq okay, is? Okay, let me make a point one. about this because I've been thinking and I'm like, okay, so I know I took American history. I took European history. I know I had to knew, know where the states were and where the countries were in Europe. But I don't remember learning anything about the Middle East at all. Can you take this stick, stand up, walk over to that computer and point at Iraq? I know me? that I know that where I pointed to the big one of the big ones that was like big. And I don't know what, what <laughs> I remember that when I was in school, the first Iraq thing happened. Uh, so she's just pointed at one mark. Is she correct? Yeah. Like okay. the, the little girl that just got out of high school yeah. knows where Iraq is and you don't. They did the invasion <laughs> when I was God. in in, uh, in middle school. 
So you'd think like they would have taught me that, but uh, what, what's it matter anyway? Where, I, where well, it is? Fact, what I, matters? I guess those it, are does interesting. It mean my opinion is is invalid that you know the military shouldn't be. There? I am stunned. No, it doesn't. I am stunned that uh, people get out of high school and don't know where Iraq is. I mean, this is an important country that ha- we have a great deal of foreign policy going on in, and people don't know. I mean, the, the I know States- where Andorra is. I learned that from Carmen Sandiego. You mean on the the border? What is it? The border of France and, and yeah. Spain? Yeah, um, there's a couple of those little little city states in there, right. Liechtenstein and, and and that kind of thing. A lot of people who are into history know more about geography, I think, because when you're studying wars, you know, you'll hear the history buffs talking about, oh, when they came up through Germany and they went through the Strait, mm-hmm. and I have no idea what they're talking about. And they obviously have a map in their mind because to them oh, yeah. it's relevant to the story, but because I don't really understand the story in the first place to me the map makes no difference just some government tried to take over another government i get it i was close i got the one that was next door to it yeah you thought saudi arabia was iraq wait i thought saudi arabia was a no oh it's kuwait that's the small one yeah right okay that's, that's good got it so uh 50 of americans here's one you can get ian 50 percent of americans 18 <laughs> to 24 can't even find the state of new york on a map i could find that yeah 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 you've been through there could you when you lived in florida yeah, for sure. Okay. For yeah. sure. But I probably would bomb out on like some of the breadbasket ones. Like if I were to not see the names again and try to find some of those rectangles can be tough. I'll yeah. I'll, I'll admit. Thirteen um, percent of high school seniors who took the 2010 National Assessment of Educational Progress, called the nation's report card, showed solid academic performance in American history. You would not have been one of those. No, I, I, yeah. I'm pretty good now at the U.S. states. Like I could probably get a hundred percent. I think. Yeah. 855 Wyoming and Colorado, they'll get you. I never liked uh, geography when I was uh, in school either. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. Here on Free Talk Live, we've been pretty excited about the Bitcoin. It's a decentralized, free market digital currency. You can learn more about it at weusecoins.com. But if you already have some Bitcoins and you'd like to spend them, you can spend them at spendbitcoins.com. When you spend bitcoins on Amazon via spendbitcoins.com, Free Talk Live gets a cut. Or if you're an Australian trying to figure out how to buy bitcoins, you can buy them with cash at au.spendbitcoins.com. Once again, that's spendbitcoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Dial in toll-free at 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. And we give you the features on the site there. So enjoy those on us. The features include our mobile site. For those of you with a smartphone, you can go to m.freetalklive.com. And you can access our live streams there, as well as the podcast, all free, of course, M as in mobile.freetalklive.com. Uh, you know, if you need to brush up on your, your history or your geography, you can get lots of books on the subject from audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. If you're like me, you just don't have time to get through uh, sitting down, reading a book anymore. Uh, I found that audiobooks are a great way to through things that I've needed to I need to know the information I need to have the information in the book I just don't have the time for it uh, audiobooks make it a lot easier audible has you know diff books in all the different categories that you can imagine uh, more than 10,000 well, ten, tens of thousands of titles go get a free download free go get your history or geography book now for free 
audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. Ian, you should you take take him up on this. No, nah, I'm still not interested in geography. Audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. Seems so irrelevant to me. 855-450-3. Well, I think it's relevant that... Here's a map. Place some names on it, kids. People that are voting to, you know, for people that will send us to war, um, you know... I don't want to go to war anywhere, I, so... I, understood. I, I don't mind uh, you know, nimrods that uh, want to vote for peace, but uh, I, frankly... <laughs> <laughs> Frankly, the uh, <laughs> the voting public that wants war doesn't mind nimrods that'll vote for war. So I think that uh, you know th- these are valid critiques. So anyway, um, excuse me, I uh, have a computer issue going on here. The uh, let me go through some more of the, the the things going on in this article here. So apparently, only forty three percent of all you know before I give this number. I think a lot of people don't know what their friends and neighbors don't know. Here I've been sitting across a microphone from you for going on 10 years now, and I'm stunned, flabbergasted, and gobstopped that you don't know where Iraq is on a map. Let's go first before you get to that whatever statistic it's going to be. Let's talk to Creighton. Creighton, listening in Louisville. You're on Free Talk Live. How are you guys today? Hey, great. What's on your mind tonight? Flabbergasted. <laughs> I want to. I want to talk about that flabbergasted right now. You know, I, I teach my, uh, my specifically my wife teaches my children homeschool. And this brings up a very interesting uh, question. Outside of your immediate region or in the context of history, what value does geography have? If, if the skill that you're learning, that your test being tested on is the ability to place a, a country on a map, as an adult, what value does that have if I can just buy the map? Well, um, I, I get where you're coming from. You know, what knowledge do you need to have? Period. If you don't, if you know where to get the knowledge, well, it but makes I would you say more that, worldly, I guess. Right. right? It, it makes you more convincing. Um, if I'm, you know, if Ian and I are standing up in front of different classrooms trying to teach people things, and that's essentially what we do every night. We are moral teachers to some extent, um, and you know, one of us doesn't know where a rack is, and the other one does. <laughs> you know, one of us is going to be more convincing than I the other. I knew there was a reason and I kept you around. I, I, I tell him all the time. And he looks at me like I'm, uh, you know, like I'm my hair's on fire. Uh, you know, I, I'm the thing that saves his little radio show here. Well, that may be so in your particular case, but my <laughs> point is, is that when you're trying to teach children uh, about things that may be important to them in the as an adult, which is ultimately the goal of education, yeah, preparing sure. them for adulthood, sure. you, everyone grows up and has gaps in their education. Absolutely. There's no one, I, I, even today. When I'm looking through my children's educational materials, I learn new things every day. Yeah, uh, so I bet you do. Everyone has gaps, both not just in geography. Every, if we looked hard enough, we'd find some place, some country in this world that you could not point. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> we were we were just during the break uh, going through some islands and uh, off uh, you know the sort of the Pacific Rim islands, and Ian asked me to to you know name a na- uh, nation group there and i i called uh, samoa the samoan islands uh, you know i just guessed midway i didn't know i think that's part yeah, of the value I'm- of having kids too is because if especially like you said if you're homeschooling them then you get to sort of revisit some of these things fundamentals that you learned when you were a child and then you've kind of forgotten about them and so now you're going back and relearning them and applying them to now yeah but uh, it still br- brings up the, it doesn't answer the question that i'm posing it's a quandary as a parent, it, it, homeschools our own children. We have to make the curriculum or buy it and adjust it as it may be 
and we know going in, into it that we do not have enough time to teach them everything that they may need to know. We primarily have to teach them how to learn, mm-hmm. sure. how to find the information they need to know. Absolutely. So that when, when, if they go to Iraq, if they're planning to go to Iraq, they know how to go to the library and find the map. Yep. Not, not so that they can pick it out on an un, unlined map or give them... Right, it's the defi- it's the, the difference the- between road memorization and, as you're saying, knowing how to find the and, information. And I'll admit, I like this stuff. I mean, I like geography. I like being able to point it to countries and tell people their capitals, because I know they don't know their capitals. I mean, I, I know they don't know it. So then I get to be the smart guy, no doubt. I mean, it's, it, it, is not, it's it would not trivia, be unusual, unusual for know-it-alls to, to be attracted to radio, right? But at the same yeah, time, if you... True. If you learn as you go, like if you were covering a topic or you just heard some like news about a certain place in the world and you didn't know where that was, then it would probably be best to look it up as you learn about it. Because if you just start memorizing different geographical lines and what their names are and you know nothing about that place, then I don't know how you retain that knowledge or you apply it to anything because all you do is you're starting to name places on that everyone else calls certain places in the world, and it doesn't really help you like you're saying. Yeah, well, I'm, that's what I'm talking about. You have to, as, a, as an educator, one has to decide how one spends one's time. Even the professionals have to make these kinds of decisions. Sure. And the problem with the modern public school system is they don't. They, they consistently, they're all educated in a very fine uh, areas, and they all favor those areas because it's in their own interest to favor those areas in whatever school system that they exist in. It's self-defining. They improve their own future business prospects by encouraging the that particular subject. Right, and many of them are Um, teaching to a test, for instance, these days where maybe the teacher would rather have a different curriculum, but they're locked into, you know, having to pass this federal exam uh, in order to get more funding or whatever so they don't fail the funding test. And so they're really even more controlled centrally than ever before. And And for that reason, I don't put a lot of faith in that article that you're reading because it's based off statistics that are measuring against that public school definition of what 50 percent of students can't put new york state on a map and these are high school is it seniors or are they 18 to 24 year olds 18 to 24 okay so we're talking about college now how many how many 18 to 24 year olds live anywhere near new york what I, I i mean you don't you don't find that a stunning dearth of information i would find it problematic if they lived in syracuse I get where I, I get it right. Like I, I understand, but I mean I I I'm just Drayton. Thanks for the call, man. Gob stopped. Eight five five four fifty free. We'll get to some more of this info here in a moment. And this is a recent study, Mark. This is this yes. is pretty recent. All right. Well, they're different. Uh, you know, differently recent, but yes, got it. It's One, different studies. Eight five five four fifty free. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. You can share your experience in school or out of it. Bring up whatever's on your mind. Free talk live. I can truthfully say that VerbalSurgery.com, best daggum podcast I've ever learned to change my neurology right now. Feeling good, feeling better about myself right now. VerbalSurgery.com gets inside of my brain, massages those sweet old brain lobes inside of my head. Feeling better right now. Even now I feel better and I want to go and listen to some VerbalSurgery.com right now. Go do it, baby. Feeling good. 
This is Free Talk Live. The toll-free number is 855-453. SACL CAI toll-free line 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. We've got a lot of features there, and we give them to you. Now, if you like Free Talk Live and you would like to help support Free Talk Live, you can do that by promoting us with uh, everything from flyers to web graphics, free bumper sticker over at promote.freetalklive.com. Get the details there, promote.freetalklive.com. Dot com. Uncovering the secrets and exposing the lies. That's what the readers of freedomsphoenix.com get every day. Readers of freedomsphoenix.com are constantly provided the detailed real news that lies between the lines of propaganda and the relationship that we all have with coercive governments. Freedomsphoenix.com offers up-to-the-minute updates on the economy, technology, communications, and the rise of the police state. Go now to freedomsphoenix.com and sign up for their free daily dispatch. I'm on it. Good stuff. 855-450-FREE. That's the toll-free number. We're talking about high school, not just high school, college-age youngsters. That's not the right word. People. College-age people, individuals, uh, who are apparently bombing out on some very basic information here, although I bombed out too, and of course I've never claimed to be... This you know, this whole article is uh, awesome because it, it's turned from what me just talking about uh, what um, you know young Americans don't know to quizzing Ian. I on love things. it. It's so much fun. <laughs> I knew it was going to turn into that. <laughs> I am not afraid to I be wrong. I had no idea. I'm amazed by. <laughs> I this. was nervous. I was going to be under the gun because I fend the age range. <laughs> I had no. I, you know, I don't mind being wrong, Mark. And so let's let's keep yeah. this going. Yeah, it's apparently a man with no I shame. Have been wrong before, and will be wrong again. You know, I was thinking about what Crichton said. I think that there's some, you know. That there's a, a healthy critique inside what he said, but uh, you know, to me, it's bothersome that uh, you know you can round up. Let me let me stop and back up. In two thousand, during the two, I think two thousand and eight, early two thousand and eight, we were uh, at the Liberty Forum. I went to the uh, jacuzzi to sit down in the pool, and there was a lady that was there um, who. I think she I don't remember where she lived, uh, but she for a living, um, this older lady, we were talking about what she did for a living. And she was a counselor at, you know, some kind of uh, home for the retarded kind of thing. And she talked about how she would go get them to vote. Mm. And she revealed that she was a Democrat. (laughs) And, you know, I don't care whether she's a Democrat or Republican because, you know, this probably goes on both ways, I suspect. You know, uh, Democrats have the longer history, I think, of uh, voter fraud. But whatever. I don't know that that's necessary. That wouldn't even be considered fraud. But so, I mean, this is how do they calculate that? What? Yeah, I don't know Voter where you fraud. got that information from. Um, well, there was a, there's a video out here in New Hampshire where they had some dead people voting. So, um, oh you know, right, I yeah. heard about that. So, I mean, you know, to say that it doesn't exist is uh, would be rather Pollyannish, right? But to say that one side is more likely to do it than the other, I think is that's, right. There's no truth to that. Whatsoever. Well, I, I think that d- Democrats they generally all bust want, in the elderly to go and vote. D- Democrats generally want l- fewer restrictions on voting, and I've never understood why you don't. Um, you know that that to me, you should have some kind of picture ID with the with your address on it if you vote. That makes sense to me. However, um, the point I'm trying to make is people that shouldn't be voting vote. And if, say, uh, they don't have a statistic here, but they have several statistics. And I want you to ask yourself every time I ask one of these questions, should this person be voting in a national, any election? If they don't know where the state of New York is, should they be able to vote? If they can't put a rack on a map, should they be able to vote? (laughs) And I, I, I just, you know, I mean, I'm stunned. 
but I kind of wonder. Well, yeah, I mean, I think so, because geography is irrelevant to morality. Geography is relevant when you're voting for people that are going to go there and kill those people. No, if you want people to, to go kill people in a foreign country, you should at least be able to put a pin oh, on it in a map. But I don't want that. Right, yeah, but so what, peace. Well, that's... That would mean that you're saying that so you should have to pass some kind of test to make sure you're able to understand America's situation and be able to vote. That's but a scary what idea. if someone yeah, what if someone doesn't can't point out like Ian who writes Oh, the he test? can't point out Iraq on a map, so he can't vote for peace. Yeah, who decide what's who decides what's important as to whether or not someone can vote? Let me answer forty three percent of all US high school students um, knew that the Civil War this is forty three percent knew that the Civil War was fought sometime between the Eight years of 1850 and 1900. It's a 50-year period of America's 200 and you know a 30-year history. Okay, I would have known that. Okay, great, <laughs> Allie. Yeah, I don't okay. know who. I would have to see the other question, the other multiple choice answers because I could be easily tricked. Okay, um, more than a quarter of all U.S. high school students, slightly more than a quarter, um, thought that Christopher Columbus made his famous voyage across the Atlantic Ocean after the year 1750. What year did Christopher Columbus cross 1742. the... 1742. Oh, my God. You? Uh, wait. Christopher Allie. Columbus sailed the ocean blue in... 1742, right? I know it, it ends in blue. 42, but now right? I'm starting to freak out. 1492. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Columbus sailed the ocean blue, right. So approximately a third of all U.S. high school students did not know. And I'm not saying the Christopher Columbus one is probably the least relevant of here. But but I know he didn't land in the United States. He did. He had four voyages. I thought he landed in the islands somewhere. He did, initially. Ah, uh, okay. So you're thinking of the initial voyage, but he made several. Gotcha. Approximately a third of all U.S. high school students did not know that the Bill of Rights guarantees the freedom of speech and freedom of religion. So they didn't know that that was contained in the Bill of Rights. Didn't know. Only 60, I know that one. Sixty percent. Okay, sixty percent. Now this uh, this is a big number for these uh, statistics here. Knew that World War One was fought between what time period? What uh, it, it, what was the time period of World War One? Nineteen thirteen and nineteen seventeen. I'm going to defer to Ian. Yeah, I think that's pretty close. Okay. Um, and I couldn't tell you precisely, um, you know, the years of it, but I think that that's about right. Um, yeah, time period of 1900 to 1950. Only 60, 40% of American students didn't get that right. Hmm. Even more shocking were the results of an Oklahoma high school uh, students conducted back in 2009. Uh, following is a list of questions that were asked by and the percentage of students that answered correctly. Now, I don't know. I would guess that Oklahoma students tend to skew a little more um, American, Native American. So maybe some of this history isn't as important to them. I don't know. But, you know, whatever. That's just a it's just a bias on my part. What is the supreme law of the land? Twenty eight percent got that right. What is the supreme law of the land? The yes. Con- the U- supposedly the U.S. Constitution. Yeah, and these are multiple choice. Uh, well, it's really the Supreme Court and their decisions. <laughs> right, that much is true. What do we call the uh, first ten amendments of the U.S. Constitution? Bill of Rights. Um, and, how and many didn't know that? you got to give me how many people 27% didn't percent, uh, didn't got know. it right. Got it right. Okay, yeah. got it. Um, <laughs> 10%. Allie? I, I'm just, I don't know. This is just funny because I feel like we're trying to prove that. It's like that show, Are You Smarter Than a Fifth, fifth Grader? Grader? That's how I feel <laughs> I like right now. I don't know right that now. there's a show called that. <laughs> there is. Yeah, there see, is. I lose on uh, culture and entertainment always. Okay. Uh, I'm not going to get that. So who wrote the Declaration of Independence? Now, this one's hard. 
There's a lot of guys, right? Uh, there was a, there were three of them, handful of them. Okay, well, a lot of guys signed it though. Uh, Declaration of Independence was uh, signed, you know, Barrel Big by John Hancock, right? And Jason Osborne's name right underneath it. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, it was uh, Thomas Jefferson essentially wrote it, and it was uh, you know edited by a committee that included, uh, I think, I, I feel like uh, Ben Franklin was on that committee, but maybe I'm wrong on that one. Um, anyway, uh, was it Madison that wrote the Constitution? What did Madison? Write Madison it? wrote the Constitution. Okay. Declaration of Independence was Jefferson. Gotcha. So, um, and Madison just largely, I mean, John Jay and, and Hamilton had certainly some roles too. <clears throat> How many justices are there in the Supreme Court? I have no nine. clue. Yeah, nine. 10% of uh, high school students in Oklahoma got that right. What ocean uh, is on the east coast of the United States? <laughs> Atlantic. <laughs> right. Well, I, I didn't expect you to answer it. The 61%, meaning 39% of students in Oklahoma did not know that it was the Atlantic Ocean that borders the eastern portion of the United States. Well, they live a far, a long way away from it. <laughs> I live a long way from what the Pacific, too. What color is the Atlantic Ocean? You know, it's kind of murky green. It's, it was brown when I saw it. <laughs> yeah, that too. It's, it was so gross. Well, we're, I grew up on the, the west coast of Florida. Sure, we're from Sarasota, like Florida. Gulf with the Gulf of Mexico, it's so pretty. And then yeah. I went to... Well, the Gulf of Mexico <laughs> isn't even that pretty. We live lived next to the most beautiful beach in America. Right. So... You know, I mean, it's pool water washing up there on white sand beaches. Yeah, and then I went over to the East Coast. Yeah, the rest of them, I mean, going to the beach, going what? to the beach anyplace else, you're like, yuck, what is that, a hypodermic needle? Yeah, I mean, and what? there's sharks and, and all kinds of bad <laughs> things. This is a man of war. I'm not getting in that water. Toll free number 855 450 free. More fun oh, yes. statistics there's coming a lot up here. Of them. We'll take your calls as well about what you want. 855 450 3733. Take control of the airwaves. It's Free Talk Live. A technology is created that upends the foundations of society. The wheel, the printing press, the internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com. is Free Talk Live. Bring up anything you want. Toll free at 855-453. The SACL CAI toll free line 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com and we give you the features on the site. So enjoy those, including our webcam. You can go watch, listen, and interact. The chat room there is built into the same page. So you can uh, talk with other Free Talk Live listeners while enjoying the program over at cam.freetalklive.com. It's free. That's cam.freetalklive.com. If you've ever been the victim of an injustice and decided to do nothing about it because attorneys are just too expensive, jurisdictionary.com is a course for you. It's a course for people who don't have attorneys or people who have attorneys and need to keep an eye on what they're doing. It arms you with the information on how to use the court's rules, how to make motions for discovery, get evidence, um, you know, move the court, all those things that you need to do in order to uh, you know, have a chance. And until you know those rules, you're fighting in the dark. It works for plaintiffs or defendants in civil or criminal matters in state or federal courts. It costs less than an hour with any good attorney. 
and the four CD course is so easy, the average eighth grader could learn it in a weekend. It's Jurisdictionary.com. They have all kinds of free tools over there at Jurisdictionary.com. You should uh, definitely, at the very least, go and uh, take a look at the site um, because they have all kinds of forms and things that you can download. Um, Jurisdictionary.com. When you check out, be sure to use the pull-down menu. Mention Free Talk Live at Jurisdictionary.com. We continue. Uh, We'll get back to some of these statistics about what kids in school uh, don't know. And I guess some college students as well. Some talk show hosts. uh, Don't know. Yep, absolutely. And we'll get back to that. But first, let's go to Edney, listening in Florida. You're on Free Talk Live. Edney? Hey, hello, guys. Um, This question, I guess, is for Mark. Sure. Um. I remember you talk about earlier, not earlier, but maybe a while back, how you, you got off from prison um, for, I guess, involuntary man- manslaughter. Nope. Second-degree murder. Second-degree. Okay. Yep. No worse. Doesn't sound I, good, does it? No, it doesn't sound good. But, I mean, I, I really I really admire, you know, what, where you're coming from and seeing your success that you had in, in your life since that time. And I, I guess I, I, would, I would like to understand... How did you get to where you, you are right now? And I guess the main reason I'm curious about this is because I have a little brother um, who is a sex offender. Mm-hmm. I think back in 2005, um, when he was 18 or 19, he slept with someone that was younger than him. Mm-hmm. And um, now he's in prison. So common. Or, yeah. Yeah, his second time being in jail. I guess the, the second time now he's in prison. Uh-huh. And the reason why he's in prison now is because he violated his parole. Um, we're living in the same household with his two years old daughter. With his what? I'm sorry, say again. You said living in this household with his what? Two years old daughter. Oh, because was, he's a sex offender. He, he can't even be around his own daughter? What? No. So That's crazy. He had sex oh, with a teenage he's... girl, got convicted, violate, and then violated As a probation. <laughs> right, and then violated probation because he's around his daughter daughter who's two years old wow that's crazy that is insane um it's all happened mammy day which is by far the worst county to, to be convicted as a sex offender i mean you can't even get a rental there it's yeah, it's uh, they had a special on Our America about uh, uh, sex offenders in in the Miami Dade area, and there's some other places around the United States. Absolutely, they just make it very difficult for somebody who has the you know this this crime to reintegrate. And I guess that's the question you want to ask yourself. I mean, are is the title sex offender scary? Absolutely, it's scary. But at the same time, um, you know. What do you do? You want somebody who's getting out of prison to be put in a circumstance where they're desperate, where they have to live in live in a tent in the woods, and they do. Some of them have to live in tents in in the woods where they're not able to get uh, you know certain jobs because you know next door is uh, is a church that has kids that go once a week to it or something like that. I mean, it just it can be impossible the the way that uh, these folks are uh, supposed to live. And it, you know, you've, you've, if you, the harder you make it for somebody to reintegrate, the less likely they are to reintegrate, and therefore they're more likely to do whatever crime it was that got them in the back. It's uh, true. Back, I got uh, nothing else to lose. Might as well. Might go as well all the way. diddle a kid, and that's, uh, you know, that that's what it essentially leaves people with. I mean, I uh, either either exterminate these people if that's what you're going to do, or give them an opportunity to inter- reintegrate in society. Don't, I'll take the latter. Right, portion. I'm with you, but I, I'm just saying. That the uh, you know that you make it imp- if you make it impossible, you make crime inevitable. 
No doubt. So um, let me, you know, telling you about, uh, you know, what happened with me. For one, I would say I was not a common case in in prison. I remember going to the juvenile detention center and we all had to go to school. And, uh, you know, I, I they were teaching us rudimentary math um, in the, uh, the the classroom. And, you know, I went whipped through my uh, piece of paper you know written in large print with single digits and stuff like that mm. uh, did the math real quick and uh, you know sat down and so you're saying you're smarter than the average bear and the uh well i mean okay this is a really small pond uh to be a big fish in right um okay. and you know some other student says oh you did that fast you're pretty smart and i said i took trigonometry and analytic geometry in high school and the you know the other kid goes oh wow and the teacher said no he didn't <laughs> And, you know, I mean, so the teacher had no expectation. <laughs> she just thought you were a lying convict, huh? That was his assumption. Yeah. Um, so, you know, and I did and I, and I did some tutoring while I was in prison. And um, specifically, I had a good friend of mine, Leon Darian, who uh, um, was not together, all, all there together. I taught him how to read. They gave me some uh, tutoring materials and we spent a lot of time. And that's really what it took is just a lot of time. And he wanted more than anything to be able to learn a, to read a newspaper. He loved newspapers. Mm. And... So, you know, that is so heartwarming. It is. <laughs> so he learned how to read uh, the the Florida Today, which was a spinoff of the USA Today. And and mind you, this is not the this is not the New York Times as far as writing or anything like that. USA but, Today is written at a seventh grade. I thought it was level. fifth. Um, Last I heard, seventh. Maybe, maybe whatever. It, it doesn't matter. I mean, he was he was happy in being able to read the newspaper, and you know, he, he, that's a big accomplishment. It's a, it a big step. Um, so I think I had gives more, you something to do in there too. Like if if you want to talk about rehabilitation, there was something to rehabilitate me for. Many of these guys would need to be habilitated before you could rehabilitate them. Mm. And so, you know, that makes that a little more difficult for me. I'm going to tell the truth. When I got out of prison, I lied. I made up a resume about where I had worked. I, you know, did not tell any employer that I was had been in prison. I had no intention of doing that Mm. until I had. uh, You just figured they wouldn't check your references. And they didn't. Did you make them up like Joe's Corner Store? Yep. One, two, three, places Main that Street. closed. Yeah. Um, you know, businesses open and right. close all the time. Right. So, I mean, if a business closes, how am I Who supposed can... to give you the telephone number? Right. Um, and it's a reasonable thing to say. So you you know you make up uh, a good work history. You know, you've been there for a period of time, and I use this as a resume, and and that's how. And nice. I just built it from there. Did Once you had the first job, this... go ahead, Eddie. Eddie, did do a background check on you? I'm sorry. What's that? Did he run a background check on you? No, I, I think that one job ran a background check. One place ran a background check on me and didn't hire me as a result. But I'm only speculating. I have no idea. It probably what costs money to run those background checks. Right. And that's the thing is when you you have a guy who's sitting in front of you, people, you know, that, that doesn't fit the mold for having been in prison. Why would you spend the money to do the background check for him? And yeah, I, I mean, you dressed up. You look nice for the interviews. Right. I mean, right, you, you know, handled you them right. Groomed. And, you know, I don't have uh, I don't have, uh, you know, F you tattooed on my forehead. I actually knew a guy who had that tattooed on his forehead in prison but, yes in prison uh, he, he, you know this was when you had your hair sort of uh you know come across your forehead yeah. and he had it right there where he could lift up his hair and do that i mean kid you're gonna lose your hair sometime but yeah you know, that's what he decided was a good idea to tattoo on his <laughs> face right the interview process is really all about how likable you are from what i understand it's not really about the other stuff that reading books about how to get a good job it's really just about seeming likable to the interviewer yeah i think mm-hmm. that i think that, that there's a lot of that to it and it's just something i'm reasonably good at so you know i put one job in front of another and at that point, what I had a work What was your first history. job that you got hired as? Out, out Are you talking about in? Uh, I, out went of to work, I went to work release and I worked at a restaurant in okay. Bartow, Florida, washing dishes. 
I found that I am physically incapable of washing dishes at the speed a normal person does. Mm, you and got fired as a dishwasher. I, I no, but they yelled at me a lot. Mm. They couldn't. The, the crackheads wouldn't come in consistently, so therefore um, the prison labor would. I, they could have me do it, but you know they were just. They couldn't believe how incredibly slow I was. I had to stay late in things, wow. um, which you know, made the prison officials very upset. But then I worked, you know, I worked for my my mom and my uncle doing some repairs on some duplexes. That helped, right? Mm-hmm. Um, putting a, a job on. And I worked at uh, uh, at a steakhouse. I'm not going to name the, the the major name that's from down under. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and get your blooming on you, right? And then I uh, worked at uh, at a at a health club doing exercise. Exercise stuff. I mean, I figured, well, I can, I can lift weights. I can and put things radio. up and put them down. And boom, and here you are. Yeah, and, and then I took a trip around the United States. And, and by the way, there's some college uh, in there, too, that I felt was useless. Edney, did that answer your question? I guess that does, but with the sex offenders, though, I mean, they're like family on lockdown. They have race around them that yeah. track them. I mean, he tried to get many jobs and... Um, oh man, it's a, it's worse than the Scarlet Letter, the sex offender thing. Yeah. It's All you bad can do news. is put one job in front of another. You know, do, go go and work hard every day. I mean, it's tough. I've got several friends that decided that they'd take the easy way out, and it didn't work for them. Thanks, Edney, for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you. More coming up here at eight five five four fifty free. We'll continue talking about education or the lack thereof. It's Free Talk Live. Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. Are you looking for a concealed carry holster? Crossbreed Holsters is the home of the world-famous Super Tuck, the most comfortable concealed carry holster on the market today. Try one out and see how truly discreet and comfortable carrying concealed can be. And find out why we call it the ugliest holster you'll ever love. We are the standard others try to imitate. Get the original. Get your Super Tuck at CrossbreedHolsters.com. Again, that's CrossbreedHolsters.com. How can you see into my eyes? This is Free Talk Live, and apparently Evanescence is playing. So here we are. I don't know what's going on. There must be some sort of an automation issue uh, with the the network because I think our clocks are off. That's my guess. Um, Anyway, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. Sorry for any confusion out there. Joining you tonight here in the studio, it's Ian. Allie. And Mark. And you can join us online, of course, over at freetalklive.com. We've got a lot of features that we give to you there on the site. You can enjoy them all for free. The main feature actually allows you to control the content of the site. Uh, so you see something online and you like it or you know, you want to share it with other people. You copy the URL. You paste it in to our website as uh, you submit show prep, as it is called. It then appears on the site and others get to vote as to whether or not they like or dislike what it is that you have suggested. So head on over to freetalklive.com and get interactive. The most liked make it to the front page and the top of the website so you can see what is relatively important to other Free Talk Live listeners. So get involved. Freetalklive.com, like everything else on the site, it is totally free. Uh, so 855-450-FREE is the number here. Let's continue with your calls and your thoughts. And then, uh, Mark, you'll continue giving us uh, interesting statistics about U.S. high school and college-age students and what they know and what they don't. And we'll also find out what uh, Allie and I know and what we don't about some of these things as well. Uh, Bill is on the line here in Oklahoma. You're on Free Talk Live. Now, Oklahoma, Mark, uh, just to recap... There was, was it 10% of Oklahoma students knew that the Atlantic Ocean was on the east side of the United States high school? 
I think that number was higher um, for the it was uh, 61 percent that knew that the ocean on the east coast of the United States was the Atlantic. What ocean. was the 10 percent one? There was some sort of 10 percent one with the Oklahoma. How many justices did. are there on the U.S. Supreme Court? I think that's almost trivia. It's esoteric for sure. Uh, anyway, go ahead, Bill. Yeah, one percent of all Oklahoma students that were polled uh, couldn't depict Oklahoma on a map, but that's beside the point. Um, <laughs> Gotta be my, uh, yeah, that was a joke. Um, <laughs> my question, well, not my question, but uh, my observation is: I could not take that those statistics seriously uh, since we live in a society, uh, in a government institution that will do anything it can to erase any accomplishments from anybody else in other countries. I, I, I cite the example of the telephone. Now, if you were to pull 100 people and ask them who invented the telephone, Alexander Granville would be on the top of the list. Mm-hmm. However, that is under dispute. There was a, an Italian a science, uh, inventor slash scientist that invented the telephone. Uh, a few years before Alexander Grant Bell. But wasn't it that Bell got to the patent office first? Well, I was getting to that. Uh, Antonio Mucci uh, was the one that that, uh, that, uh, first came up with the idea of the telephone. And you are right. uh, There was a dispute on the patent office um, that that actually uh, had three people claiming for the same same, uh, patent. Uh, Antonio was one of them. Alexander Graham Bell was another, and Alicia Gray was the third. Alicia Gray was from Chicago, and he had had, had filed a patent for the telephone, mm-hmm. and it was by luck, maybe, maybe some shrewd lawyering on the part of Alexander Graham Bell's uh, part, but uh, it was Alexander Graham Bell's patent that got filed first, thus mm-hmm. giving him credit for inventing the telephone. Um, so. You know, but how many of those high schoolers are going to even know the names of Antonio Mucci or uh, or Alicia Gray? Uh, Alicia Gray. I feel like I remember hearing the other. I feel like I remember hearing the Gray name when I was in in high school and hearing about the patent thing. But I I don't know. It could have been later on down the line. Yeah, and, and so I don't really take a whole lot of these. You know, what these kids do or don't know things very seriously because right because i bet you could sit a lot of these kids down in front of photoshop and they could uh, out photoshop mark sure you know what what disturbs me the most isn't what somebody knows or doesn't know that's not my concern my concern is in this sort of uh, democratic republic that we have that how much control and sway do those people have over my life and how much is it merited you know i mean i i you know and i'm not advocating necessarily for a poll quiz but it wouldn't horrify me either um i mean you know if if you can't name the current vice president of the united states of america tell you what you don't get to vote for the for the next one. Oh, but then there's a, there's a slight i think they don't really care who's in the office right now yeah, I know Can't they don't. I mean, like, but what's one thug like, versus I mean, the next thug? And is there any evidence to suggest that that in places where their schools do really well in this kind of trivia stuff, that their governments are any better? Oh, I wouldn't say so. Uh, no, because we live in the, we we all live in the same government. We all can contest uh, can testify that our government is corrupt and uh, morally bankrupt. So we live under the same the same societal rules and laws and regulations. So that. You know, whether you do well on a test isn't going to change um, 
you know, how people vote. So. Well, even in other countries other where they countries. typically poll or where they typically do better on these kind of tests, right. they still don't have like any more freedom in their government or their policies or anything like that. I think that's a very salient point. Bill, thanks for the call tonight, sir. I appreciate hearing from you at 855-450-FREE. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. So how much more of this is there, Mark? Um, you know, it's, 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 it's one of these things where you can uh, sort of uh, – it's, it's an accordion. It'll expand and contract more, uh, as, as we need. What I guess my concern is is if I'm going to be ruled, I don't want to be ruled by people I would consider to be my mental inferiors. Do you know what I mean, Ian? Does that seem like a relevant thing to say? Well, I don't want to be ruled. Yeah, I agreed. But if I'm going to be ruled, I certainly don't want to be in, ruled by inferiors. Well, if this was a democracy, then I could see the point. But it's not like uh, it's not like politicians reflect the way. I mean, there's voting and stuff. And most people don't even vote in the first place. Most don't. I don't know if I agree with that point, Mark, because uh, I'm not going to say for sure either way on that. Because on one hand, if somebody is a ruler and they are inferior to you mentally, then maybe they won't come up with as creative and dangerous, uh, crazy <laughs> ways for you to actually. But they'll just go along with the, the creative ones that do get in there. I don't know. I, maybe they'll just you supposedly know, enjoy some donuts Newt Gingrich and coffee. is some kind of genius, and he led all the rest of them down a uh, primrose path. Well, anyway. All right. Uh, 43% of these high school students, this is the Oklahoma one. This is just a sort of slice of uh, American high school students. Poor kids. Uh, 43% couldn't, uh, could say that there were what the two major political parties were in the United States. 43% could say yes. what the two parties were. That really shows, uh, you know, that young people just don't care about There's politics. There's a lot of branding going on for those two two parties. That's and, true. Yeah, and, It'd be and, hard to, to not come across that information and those, that was high schoolers in yeah Oklahoma. i mean this was the largest percentage next to the atlantic ocean uh that people actually got right mm-hmm. i mean the atlantic ocean has a lot of branding too i mean you'd think you'd know where the you ocean, would think yeah part of me wants to say good for them for not paying attention but part of me is like but how could they not how could they avoid know? that information yeah well i mean i guess it's just we're talking about young people and they live in a different world as people in their 40s and, and 50s and whatever. So, I mean, these are people that are growing up with, yes, the information is at their fingertips, but also the information for the things that they're looking for is at their fingertips. So why would they spend their time on the New York looking Times at. website? Why would they spend their time? You know, they're going to spend their time on the video game websites. They're going to spend their time on, you know, the makeup websites. I'm, I'm being very, you know, stereotypical here, right? But uh, on the sports websites and the car websites, the things kids are interested in. Uh, it's very rare that young people are going to follow politics. I think that's generally a true statement. Allie, how long do we elect a U.S. senator for? Uh, isn't senatorship two years? Two nope. years. That's uh, that's a House of Representatives. It's six years. You guys fall in the 89% of uh, students Duh. in Oklahoma. Wait a minute. I thought it was two years here <laughs> in New Hampshire. Is not two? Well, in New Hampshire, the state senators in New Hampshire are two years. But you're saying that the federal ones are six? That's correct. Wow, I had no idea. How could you not know that? What's, anyway. the, what's the representatives? What are the representatives? Yeah, how long here? do they go for? Oh, two years. But two, so it's two years nationally two for years representatives? Two years for reps, four years for president, six years for senators. Huh. How about that? Lifetime for uh, uh, justices. Wow. Okay. The justices. Now, what the was the percentage Court. that knew that one? Eleven. Yeah. So, um, okay. I still feel smart. Who was the first president of the United States? I am the 89%. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're lower than that, buddy. Um, Who was the uh, first president of the United States? 
Oh, is this a trick question? No, it's not a trick question. No, because there was the one before. There was like yes. a few before George sure. Washington. Yeah, there were there were a few of them. Um, you know, I don't know his name, but there was okay. like the Articles of Confederation presidents, right? Right. Those were the, the people that presided over the Senate. They're talking about George Washington, and twenty three percent got it right. Oh, you should have you should have pre sold that one. More coming up. This is free. The state owns the land, but they don't own the water. If they threaten you in your home, you can try to escape their tentacles by packing the car, leaving your house and much you've worked for, and hope to cross their borders. But if you lived on a boat, you weigh anchor and sail away. Not just any boat, a life yacht. It's a stable catamaran as big as a house that purifies its own water, generates its own power, grows its own food, and has a shallow draft to be able to get a car or SUV ashore. You can be involved for $1,000 and a commitment as little as eight months. EricksonCouncil.com control of these airwaves. Dial in toll-free at 855-450-FREE, 1-855-450-3733, and you can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. We're here with uh, genius Mark Edge tonight. Also, uh, I'm here, I'm Ian, and... Allie. Allie's here as well. And Mark is quizzing us uh, throughout the show. Now, normally I hate trivia. I think trivia is one of the most outrageously boring things you can possibly hear on the radio. Have you ever heard these shows where uh, there's a show on locally here, and I like the host personally, but there's a show on locally here. If I wake up early enough in the morning, like if I'm going out to court at like 7 a.m. or something like that, I'll, I'll hear it. It's in the 6 o'clock hour, uh, which is probably the best hour to do something like trivia, but they just ask questions and take phone calls until someone gets it right. And t- to me, that's not the most persuasive kind of talk radio. But if the the way we're doing it like we are here is where you're sharing information about what American school students uh, know in both high school and college or rather don't know as far as some basic stuff like a whole bunch of them didn't even know what you know the two major parties were in this country or where the uh, Atlantic Ocean was located. Uh, big stuff like that that you'd think most people would be able to get. That's fun because then at the same time we're finding out what uh, Allie and I know about these <laughs> things as well. So, uh, you know. And talk show hosts aren't that much, you know, we're not smarter than the average bear necessarily. I don't know that you can make any uh, sweeping statements about talk show hosts, but you can certainly talk about your own. I can make a sweeping statement about the the radio industry. It's full of lazy people, full of them. (laughs) And I fully admit to being one of them. Um, You know, I did not want to lay brick or do some sort of real work for a living. I wanted to be in radio where I could press buttons and get paid to press buttons. And now, uh, you know, I'm getting paid to talk and press buttons. Uh, so my my skills have gone up a little bit from just the button pressing phase of my radio career, but uh, I think radio is full of people who really didn't want to do anything uh, significant in their yeah. lives. Well, uh, essentially, I pay you to press those buttons and talk. And uh, you know, after finding out uh, that you don't know so much of this stuff, I you can't put a rack on a map. I, I don't know what I'm thinking about here. <laughs> So, so we're going to continue with your calls here and then maybe get some more uh, statistics. Well, we had alluded that there was a, a president of the United States. The board States. operator says that about sums it up. So he agrees with me, by the way. What's that? The Press, button, the oh, button pressing gentleman here uh, <laughs> is uh, saying that, that I have summed it up. <laughs> That there there was a president of the United States before George Washington. Can I I give this guy's name for God's sake? We're going to get to that. Just hold on. Uh, So, like, if I could have been a video game player and been paid for that, I would have done that, too. Right? Uh, So let's go to John, listening to WNMT in northern Minnesota. John, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Allie, and Mark. Yes, sir. Good to hear you again. 
Well, we uh, do it every night, so you can yeah, expect it. Yeah, I know. It. I, know. I, I, I call a radio station that told them you're on every night except Sunday night. No, we're on every night. It. Well, on that station, I think they have us on every single night. Um, no, but... no it's, it's, it's not on Sunday night. Right. Well, okay, so you were telling them about their own programming. Got it. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then I said, uh, but this other program they have on, they play it on Sabbath night, and then they play it on Sunday, the same thing. Mm. So I said that was kind of, anyway. Why not put uh, you know, fresh programming on, right? Maybe yeah, they will do that. You know, they, they appreciate hearing from their listeners, and, uh, you know, it, sometimes things take time to change in radio. Like I said, we're lazy. So uh, it takes time to change. <laughs> Speak for yourself. It takes, takes time to, ch- to change things, and you've got to make it easy for them. So we're, we've made it as easy as possible. It's just a matter of persuading them at this point, and, and your call could have helped with that. Anyway, anyway what were you anyway, calling about? What I, what I called about was I, 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 hardly, I hardly ever, ever buy the paper, maybe once or twice a year. But I seen this article in the Duluth News Tribune, and it says, "Saved by Cirrus Butte to survive plane crash in Bahamas." And uh, it, it's in a Duluth. Saved Tribune. by what? Cirrus, the dog, the dog star. A uh, Cirrus, C I R R U S. It's a it's an airplane company that puts a parachute in their plane. Huh. And wow. And then if there's trouble with the engine or or they lose an engine, or something happens. Uh, this plane, this. Hold on, just a second. So, you you will not crash, is what you're saying. The plane has a parachute built into it. This is not a parachute that well, one wears. It could it be is built parachute. into the cabin, and then you pull it out. I mean, it could no, be just. No, it, it holds. It holds the whole plane. Oh. Some, wait, I, somebody's it's incredible. That sounds amazing. Yeah, it's more reassuring than your seat can be used to float as a flotation device. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> hold on, just a second here. Somebody's at the door. We've got nothing but time. Hopefully it's not the police. Tell you what, we'll put uh, John on hold. He can check the door, and we'll talk in the meantime to Abel, listening in West Lebanon uh, in New Hampshire. Abel, you're on Free Talk Live. Howdy. Hey. Good to, good to talk to you guys, uh, Mark. On... Allie, I, we haven't met yet, but I think we're friends on Facebook. Okay. Um, <laughs> That's how the whole world knows each other. Uh, anyway. If you're friends uh, on Facebook, uh, it yeah, must be real. Yep. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right, so what's Listen, up, Abel? Uh, you know, there's there's a there's a good reason for such a poorly educated population, and that is that most of them went to government schools. And uh, you know, as, as John Taylor Gatto has uh, told us again and again, he's got uh, videos out, and books out, and stuff like that. He's got a website, JohnTaylorGatto.com. That com. That's right. That, you can read his uh, book for uh, free there, by the way. That, that, right. I, exactly. I think that there's something to this statement, Abel, but at the same time, the other countries that are beating the pants off the United States in education around the world have government schools, too. So, it, I, you know, why is it that... Be, have taken, they may not have taken up the, the Prussian model of education, which yeah. is designed to make factory workers and... and uh, you know, they, they, they deliberately designed a, a school system back in Prussia to make soldiers and, you know, uh, uh, you know that, that's where yep. many of the mercenaries came from of, of, of yore. That's true. And, John Stossel uh, did an interesting special, uh, God, what was it called? Schooled, or Dumb in America is what it was called. And it was about schools. John Stossel, where that's he went. quoted in this article. Yeah, he went over to, and, I think it was Switzerland and, or Sweden, or Sweden one of those S countries. <laughs> Finland uh, has a... And, very, and, 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 he compared that they can I'm actually sorry. choose their schools there. So he pointed out that uh, because they actually have school choice, makes it so the schools are more competitive, therefore making it so the kids, even though it's a government school, get a better education than what happens here in the U.S. when everyone is forced to go to whatever school in which, you know, ge- geographic district in which they live. Go ahead. 
Yeah, they, you know, they've, they've been fighting tooth and nail having any true uh, comp- competition. And true competition would be that the, that any, you know, present uh, extorted money would be attached to the child rather than uh, to a particular school system or anything like that. That, that even if he were to stay home, that, that, that homeschooler could actually, you know, absorb the at least the cost that uh, that would have uh, been paid to, to teach his kid in, in his own in the in the in the uh, the destructive school system. But mm-hmm. uh, my point is is that the you know that the, there's purpose in in not teaching history properly and not teaching uh, politics properly and not teaching geography properly because. Uh, those are important geopolitical things, awarenesses that people really need to produce, uh, you know, in, in self-government, uh, a, you know, a, a proper, you know, understanding to deal with all those issues. And uh, Yeah, absolutely. And so I don't think this is an indictment. I think you're making an important clarification here, Abel, and thank you for the call tonight. I don't think there's an indictment against, you know, it's not that American kids are stupid. It's not that they're somehow being bred retarded. It's just that the government is the worst possible solution for education. So the standards just keep going down, and it's, it's pretty much the worst solution for most uh, problems for that everything. you have out there. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So again, like I said, you know, put put a young person up against a, a 55-year-old and, you know, throw them loose on the internet and watch one of them breeze. You know, the young people are going to breeze right on by the older generations because they're interested in that. They're learning about it. Free talk. Do you have a product or service that you can sell to a national audience? Free Talk Live is a nationally syndicated radio program on more than 100 radio stations coast to coast. We've been named Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list. That's the 100 most important radio talk shows in the nation thrice. And five times the best political podcast from podcastawards.com. You can have access to our more than 100 radio stations and our large and loyal podcast audience for less than $1,000 a month. Contact me, Mark, at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything toll-free. 855-450-FREE. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line 1-855-450-3733. And you can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that we give to you there. Uh, once again, freetalklive.com. And here tonight, it's Ian. Allie. And Mark. Oh, and speaking of features on the website, we have the uh, the Shrine of Female Listeners, where you can see dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send in their validated photo or video showing that they are listeners to this program. Shrine.freetalklive.com will take you there. We talk about Bitcoin on Free Talk Live a, a great deal. And one of the fastest and safest ways to buy and sell your Bitcoins um, on the Internet is crypto exchange. Uh, crypto exchange is uh, is an exchange, as it, as it sounds. It's also a bank. You can keep your uh, Bitcoins there if you feel that... Uh, uh, they're not they're not safe on your computer that some virus might break into your computer and steal all your bitcoins crypto exchange is uh, is a place where you can keep them obtaining bitcoins has been kind of dif- difficult for some up till now crypto exchange makes it uh, fast and easy if you're totally clueless about the bitcoin occur- currency they've got 24 hour customer service you just can just uh, click on the link on their site and you'll get fi- uh, live support you can see their banner at freetalklive.com it's the top one on the right hand side of the page it's crypto exchange at bitcoin.freetalklive.com 
All right, so uh, we'll continue. We will take your calls about anything. The gentleman that uh, had to answer the door apparently dropped off the line, by the way. so just His pizza arrived. Didn't hang up on him. 855-450-FREE, toll-free number. We've been talking about uh, the schools and specifically the students that are being churned out. From, as Abel put it earlier, the Prussian education system, and he cited John Taylor Gatto as a source to learn more about this. Now, John Taylor Gatto, I believe, is in his 80s today. Uh, he spoke at a Liberty Forum event that happened a couple years back, and he was pretty elderly at that time, if I'm recalling correctly. I didn't get a chance to meet him, unfortunately, uh, but I think that might have been the year that I was not there. I think that might have been the year that I was uh, at the Talkers Convention. So anyway, John Taylor Gatto, former... New York State Teacher of the Year, if I'm recalling correctly. Yeah. So this guy, you know, he's got his accolades. He's not just your average teacher. He's the Teacher of the Year. and In one of the biggest, in probably the biggest state uh, at the time, or second biggest. Right. So his, I believe the book is called An Underground History of American Education, if I'm not mistaken. I don't have his website in front of me. But it's John Taylor, or Jonathan Taylor, JohnTaylorGatto.com. I think JohnTaylorGatto.com. Can you check that for me, Mark? I appreciate it. Okay. But you go there, you can read the entire book for free, and there's more to his website than that as well. And he really gets into the, you know, the detail as far as what was the intention of the people who created the school system. It's John with an H, TaylorGatto.com. John TaylorGatto, G-A-T-T-O dot com. And it really gets into the detail about, you know, the people that created the system selected it for a reason. It's not like they just took a dartboard out and said, all right, how are we going to do this thing? Uh, no, they they selected the Prussian system. And one of the reasons that they came up with it is because initially, uh, you know, schools were provided, uh, you know, uh, by communities, um, you know, mainly to some extent. They were given, uh, you know, in the marketplace, churches would educate. The Catholic Church was doing a lot of free education. And so they decided they needed a model of, well, we need to give free education so people won't be turning into Catholics, for God's sake. This was the Protestants. Yes, and so they decided to use government as the uh, funding mechanism, and and that certainly wasn't unheard of at the time. But it's it became it, it was basically the sort of anti-Catholic uh, sentiment in some places that cemented the uh, government school system. And so when they did implement, they implemented the Prussian system because they felt that that would be the best one for an industrializing society. And the United States, no doubt, was at that time. Uh, you know, we need a lot of workers. Those workers. They need to be compliant. They need to be easily right. ordered around. Don't think outside the box. Don't be entrepreneurial because we don't want the workers to leave their positions. We don't want them going out and creating their own businesses and competing with the elites and competing with you know the 1%, for lack of a better term. And so that's what the system was all about. The system was originally designed to dumb people down. So – you know, normally we talk about how government on this program is not very effective at what it attempts to accomplish. In most in most areas, that's absolutely true. But in the area of education, they have accomplished exactly what they intended to accomplish. Well, and the that reason is they're effective. A dumbed down worker drone populace. Well, they're they're effective in that way because they the intention is well they take they take money from you pay for a public school whether you want to send your kid there or not that's right whether you have a kid or not or whether your kid is school age or not um so you're forced to pay and people generally don't like to pay twice for something so they send their kids there and they figure well you know the education is pretty good i paid for it might as well get it they they 
now most of them have been have gone to public schools, so they say, well, you know, that was that was school was what school was. Yeah, high school sucked, and uh, you know, uh, I was weird there, and people picked on me, but no big deal. And you know, that that that's that's socialization they call it, uh, learning to cuss and knife fight in the halls of a public school. That's that's socialization, and uh, so people, it just it just keeps on going and keeps on going. Your thoughts are welcome at 855-450-FREE. Let's talk to Phil, listening in Jonestown, Pennsylvania. Phil, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Allie, and Mark. Hey, how you doing? Phil, what's on your mind tonight? Well, the reason I'm calling is uh, I find it uh, rather funny that you were talking about uh, geography earlier in the show. Um, I had a problem with uh, the state of New Hampshire uh, just the other night. Um, anyway, I, I, I listened to you guys on Wi-Fi radio, okay? Mm-hmm. And uh, there's no frequency. There's no number associated with uh, with uh, Free Talk Live on the Wi-Fi radio. So I had to come up with a number between 0 and 99 to set in to my preset Got you know, for Free Talk Live, okay? And uh, I couldn't come up with a number. So I, so I thought, well, maybe if I come up with uh, the number, the state number that New Hampshire was, I would... I would just programming into that, but I couldn't figure out what what, what state that was. So you mean I as far spent, as like joining I, the union? What what number like that they got in? Yeah, you, uh, New Hampshire is the ninth state. Correct? Oh, I thought it was the tenth. Okay, was it? Okay. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, you may be right. The whole point of it is, it took me like a half hour to forty five minutes going through different civics websites, <laughs> different. Uh, just huh. different informational sites to try to come up with the information of what state New Hampshire was. Wow. And it was like, it's just like, I think my point is, the information is not as easy to find, you know, as one may think it is. I mean, there's other stuff that I tried to look for in terms of government and in terms of uh, stuff that average Americans should know. And the other thing is... Um, Who's to say what well what what information is relevant to the average American sure. and what information is not relevant? You know, uh, absolutely. Me, I think more people ought to know more about technology because that's where I'm at. However, some. Uh oh. Well, he knows a lot about technology. Get the Wi-Fi radio and the uh, the Skype going at the same time. Cell phone is not doing too well. Are you on a cell phone tonight? He's gone. I have noticed that the the internet is, um, it's harder to find more specific information, for me at least. Like, I never know what to type in when I'm trying to find a specific fact, like maybe something like that. I don't know that I would be able to know what to look for. But if you're looking up how to do something, I find the internet to be very useful. Yes, search techniques, um, you know, sometimes it's difficult to find the information you want. I mean, you you try to find out what number the state uh, state of New Hampshire is. You come up with a T-shirt that says uh, Vermont and New Hampshire, 69ing since uh, 1971, uh, or 1791. I mean, you never know what you're going to get, and it's... uh, you know, the the informa- the internet's full of sort of weird information. Let's go to Jay listening in Indiana. Jay, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, good evening, uh, lady and gentlemen. Hello. What's on your uh, mind, Jay? Well, the education topic. Um, interestingly, um, several years back, about seven years back, I used to work for a nonprofit honor society in education, and John Taylor Gatto at the time was an active honorary member. Hmm. Um, and and it's funny because 
hardly anybody in the leadership knew of him, and um, but I I came across to him rather innocuously just trolling through the internet one day, and I had actually been reading his book. Um, he had posted um, chapters on it before he was uh, finished uh, writing it. This is like back some in time, time ago, two thousand and one. Yeah, um, I've been a big fan of his for a long time, and you've kind of touched on uh, uh, some of the issues and questions. We wouldn't be where we are without our amplifiers. Their $3 per month helps us spread Free Talk Live and gets them access to perks at amp.freetalklive.com. what you want and dial in toll free at 855-450-FREE the SACL CAI toll free line 1-855-450-3733 here tonight it's Ian Allie and Mark and inviting you to the website over at freetalklive.com hey enjoy the features that we have there for you and if you like the show you can support Free Talk Live by shopping with us. Just go to shop.freetalklive.com, and when you enter Amazon through that shopping link, or those shopping links, because there's different ones for different countries, but click on the one that's right for you, and whenever you buy stuff through that link, Free Talk Live will get a portion of your purchase. So every time you want to go shopping online, just go to shop.freetalklive.com, get your shopping taken care of, get all the stuff you're looking for, because Amazon has almost everything that you might be looking for. And you, you can feel good because you're getting the stuff you want at a great price, probably getting free Super Saver shipping, and also helping Free Talk Live at the same time. Coming up February 23rd through the 26th, you will have the chance to be around others who think like you. I mean a lot of people, not just the handful of folks that might be coming to the Ron Paul meetups or uh, Libertarian Party meetings or whatever it is you might be doing in your area. I'm talking about hundreds of like-minded, liberty-oriented people, people who are doing it, people who are on the ground, getting active, getting out there, doing outreach, doing uh, politics, doing civil disobedience, doing all kinds of uh, media and different types of activism here in the Shire, here in New Hampshire. And they have joined the Free State Project. They have moved, some of them, although a number of them haven't moved quite yet. And this is a good opportunity for those folks to come up and visit us here in New Hampshire freestateproject.org slash Liberty Forum is where you can go to learn more, and you'll find out about some of the great guest speakers uh, that we have there, as well as uh, some of the uh, the other events that will be happening. So you'll have everything from panel discussions to uh, the special speakers, the guest uh, keynote speakers, luncheons, dinners, late-night parties. It's a great time, a great opportunity to connect with what could be your future neighbors and your future friends, because this is a lifetime project. It's Liberty in Our Lifetime uh, with the Free State Project, getting liberty-minded people together in the same place. In this case, it's New Hampshire, and getting active for liberty. That's the reason we're all here together tonight. That's exactly right. Yeah, and Ali, you are the newest mover in the room. Mark and I have been here for about five-plus years, more than five years at this point. You're on your first year. It's your first winter, actually, as I understand it. That's right. <laughs> and yeah. we finally it's got... Breaking in the snow boots. Yeah, we finally got some snow here. Uh, how How's it going so far? I like the snow, honestly. I, I prefer it to be snowing in the winter, because that's how I was taught in... Despite me being educated in Alabama, I always understood winter to involve snow traditionally, mm. but uh, I never had that experience growing up, so now it's exciting because it, it actually is. snows. It is. And it is exciting until you're careening down a hill out of control in your car, and then it's exciting in a different way. Yes, it's uh, very exciting. <laughs> but yeah, if you if you take it slow, you're usually all right. So usually in the wintertime, you don't want to be in a hurry to get anywhere, and you'll probably be alive uh, when you get there. 
Probably. So come on up, join the fun of freestateproject.org slash Liberty Forum. It is a lot of fun. And use our discount code FTL2012 to save 10%. That's FTL2012. Save 10% at freestateproject.org slash Liberty Forum. And again, it's happening February 23rd through the 26th. It's going to be a great weekend, and it'll be right in the middle of wintertime, so you'll get to experience New Hampshire probably at its coldest or darn close to it. Let's continue here with you and your thoughts. John is listening, and we lost our last gentleman who was on hold. Uh, John is back in Minnesota. He had some uh, issues while we were on the phone with him earlier. Normally, it's only one call per night, but if there's a technical problem, we usually uh, let you call back in. So, John, go ahead with your thoughts. What do we miss? Yeah, yeah the technical thought here is... Uh... <laughs> I ran to the door, and by the time I got there, because uh, they, they took off. They just spent about two seconds at the door, I guess. Good Lord. <laughs> you got to knock and wait, you know? So what were you calling you about? Knock and wait. I, I, tell, I tell my friends, just come on in, you know? I, I usually say come in even before I know who's there. But because uh, I live, you know, out in the country, and I, I uh, you know, whatever, whoever's All right, there. so what were you calling about tonight? What did we not I, get I, to I, about what you had to say? About this. Uh, this airplane that went down, and I, I read the article. Oh, this is the airplane with the parachute that actually yeah. is built into the plane itself. Yeah, it's serious. It's serious out of Duluth, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. But but anyway, uh, they've had 30, 32 uh, times uh, since this thing came out in 99, and over 51 people have been saved by saved by this thing, by this uh, chute and, and raft they have in a plane, too. That's Incredible. pretty cool. That's impressive. So, did you pretty yeah, much call to just tout that that uh, that story? Yeah, it's kind of heartwarming to to see somebody some good news once in a while. Huge it innovation, is. and yeah, and that's market innovation for you as well. Where you know the government didn't mandate that they do that; they came up with that on their own because yeah, it, they were... it's not mandatory, and and uh, it, because you hear all this bad news about people running down a, the, our best possible president we have there, and they're running them down. We're doing things that the people want them to do. Thanks, John, for the call and the heads up. I appreciate hearing from you. Uh, Cirrus airframe, airframe Parachute System, CAPS, standard equipment on all of their aircrafts. Pretty cool. It's incre- I mean, incredible. A parachute that can handle taking a plane down to the ground you know, relatively safe, yeah, safely. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it, doesn't, it doesn't have to float... Uh, you know, c- Float lightly or anything like that, as long as it keeps the plane from just you know smashing into tiny little pieces. I can tell you, if I were uh, somebody who was looking to fly planes, uh, then I would seriously consider a product with that kind of safety feature. Yeah, that seems like it's worth a lot. Yep. The, I want a uh, private jet one day. It's going to have a parachute. Good plan. You know, there is an airport here in Keene. You yeah, no, my private jet. Eight five five four fifty free is the SACL CAI toll free line. Yeah, where I live, the next door neighbor has a plane, flies it in over my house. Really? He's got his own airstrip? Yes. Wow. That's pretty cool. All right, it's, so you can do that where I live. All right, so we can uh, you, you can take control of the airwaves here. Eight five five four fifty free. We're, we've been talking about education, and coming up, Ali wants to share with us a different uh, topic, and that's going to be survival. Uh, we'll get to that here in a moment. But Mark, what more did you want to share from this piece from wherever it was from some well, this, some website? Yeah, end of America, end of the American Dream um, dot com is the the name of the website, and. 
you know, they they had to, uh, you know, a couple more questions here, but the last one was, uh, what was the who was the first president of the United States? And this was is this Oklahoma students? This or? is the Oklahoma students uh, high school uh, high school students that uh, the quiz was on, and twenty three percent got it right. Now I assume George the Washington is what they for that said. one. It was uh, George Washington and not John Hansen, which we, is uh, the actual answer to the question. That's well, the trick. It's a trick question. It's sort of. I mean, you know, somebody has put up a website that says that uh, uh, you know John Hansen was this, the the guy that was uh, presided over the Senate in the time of the Articles of Confederation. Well, now, wait a minute. When it was the Articles of Confederation, it wasn't the United States then, was it? Did I, they call yeah, it the United yeah, States it was then? The U was small, apparently, on the Articles of Confederation okay. and big on the Constitution. The conspiracy theorists make a big uh, mountain out of that they, they, Well, I don't know that they do in that specific instance, but they, they do like uh, capital letters. Six other presidents were elected after him. Elias... Um, well, they say, that, not. they say that that makes it a proper noun, and so therefore it's a different kind of entity, I guess. I got gotcha. you. Uh, Thomas Mifflin, I bet he was from uh, Pennsylvania. Uh, Richard Henry Lee. Is that, uh, what are you reading off? Presidents now? Yeah, this was presidents prior this to George trivia. Washington. Let's move on. Okay. Uh, I wonder if he was uh, uh, Light Horse Lee, uh, his son. Anyway. Um, Anyway, so the following is from an article written by reporter Mark Moford in which he uh, described his conversations with longtime Oakland high school teacher that was uh, nearing retirement. And the uh, the teacher had this to say. It's gotten so bad as uh, my friend nears retirement, he says that he's uh, very seriously considering moving out of the country so as to escape what he sees to be the surefire collapse of functioning American society the next handful of years due to the absolutely irrefutable destruction. Allie's rolling her eyes at that. That just makes me roll my eyes because it's like – I'm sure when I get to be old, I'm going to be like, I can't believe these youngins don't know anything I learned. I know all this stuff and they don't know anything. But as Ian points out, they have useful skills for the Internet. If you can get a job on the Internet, then you are set. You can be anywhere. It doesn't you don't need to know what country you're in. You have a job on the Internet, so it doesn't matter. Now, you may have useful skills. He's merely a curmudgeon. A tired old teacher who stopped caring long ago. Not true. Teaching is his life, and he says he loves his students. Loves his. Of course, he would. Right. Either case, he would say those things. Um, but he says, my friend cites the fact that of the six thousand high school students he estimates he's taught over the span of his career, not only a small fraction now make it to his grade with a functioning understanding of the of written English. They do not mm-hmm. know how to form sentences. They cannot write an intelligible paragraph. And re- recently, after giving an assignment that required drawing lines, he realized that not a single student actually knew how to use a ruler. Whoa! And I can't imagine you can't use the straight edge of a ruler. I don't know, but um, I I'll do take think his that, word for it. I do think that a lot of people function without being able to write a coherent paragraph i get a lot of these emails you see a lot on facebook i I just you see it all the time well and to some extent it's i guess the lowest common denominator keeps getting lower right because if some people do this texting speak then more people do the text speak and then but that's what school's about too is the lowest common denominator to an extent so school attempts to teach to a median point and i think that median point's actually below the median Mm. um so they try to teach to this point and if you teach to a point lower than the median your median's going to continue to get lower and then over time you're going to have an idiocracy have you ever seen that movie? Yes. Oh, if you haven't seen Idiocracy, Ali, have you seen it? I haven't seen it. You oh, you should put see it, that. Put movie. it on your list. Yeah, it's got to uh, be. If, like, if you like Mike Judge from King of the Hill, Beavis and Butthead, oh, yeah. The Office Space, see Idiocracy. All right. 855-450-FREE. Hour three's next. You take control. Free Talk Live. 
DigEdPress.com is your home for illustrated science fiction and adventure. Escape from Terra, Volume 2, continues the bold adventures of intrepid space pioneers as they find wealth, freedom, and a giant Elvis hit in interplanetary space. Venus Crumb is where Swashbuckle meets Steampunk in this offbeat space pirate saga written by L. Neil Smith and illustrated by Scott Beezer. Both books are $14.95 each and available now at BigHeadPress.com. Talk Live, and we're launching into the third hour of the program. You, as always, are invited to dial in toll-free at 855-450-FREE. That number is the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website over at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that we have for you there. Uh, Once again, freetalklive.com, and you actually get to control the content of the website. So head over there and submit whatever it is you want to. You find something online you think is interesting or fun or unique, uh, you submit it, and then other listeners will get to vote as to whether or not they like or dislike your suggestion. And the most liked make it to the front page in the top of the site over at freetalklive.com. Actually, top story looks pretty interesting. Maybe we'll get a chance to uh, to hit this up later tonight or perhaps tomorrow. Uh, Amish men have been jailed for refusing to pay traffic fines. So I'm interested in hearing more about that. That's the Schwarzenegger guys that, um, you know, this has been going on for a couple of years now. So we'll uh, we'll get to that uh, case here at some point. But uh, Allie wanted to talk to us about some of the survival suggestions. Now, is this from Lou Rockwell or somewhere else? This is yeah, this is from Lou Rockwell dot com. And it's been reprinted, I guess, from the Economic Collapse blog. But it sort of makes a point that. Even though there might not be a collapse this year or, you know, you it's hard to predict these things. It's still good to have some of these things in case of like a, you know, weather disaster or something like that. Natural disaster or, you know, host, host of problems you could have. This is the point that Wise Food uh, at WiseFoodStorage.com keeps making. Well, let's talk more about Wise Food Storage here in a moment. But let's get, let's hit this list here. It's what, 20 things that you should it's, have? it's 20 things you should have. And then, you know, there's like a little bit of extra stuff that people are like, well, you didn't mention this stuff that's helpful. Mm-hmm. It's one of those topics that people get really into. And then, you know, it's, they do, which is why I'm afraid of it, because I feel like uh, like you can get lost in this world and like go down the preparedness rabbit hole and just like go crazy with it. And I feel like there's a certain li- there's a certain line and everyone I think for everyone it's different. Uh, but there's a certain line at which I don't want to cross. It seems like you should have a couple of weeks worth of food. Doesn't that make, uh, certainly make a certain some food? Amount. Yeah, some toilet paper probably wouldn't hurt yep, either. Doesn't right. hurt. Like all these suggestions are things that it's just kind of vague, but you could get really deep into it and be super prepared in one area on all these areas or, you know, just depending on what your level of your storage capabilities are and all and that. One thing that I've thought, and this was even before we got wisefoodstorage.com on, is, you know, I know that inflation is is occurring. And, you know, rather than attempting to you know, try to figure out sort of the investment thing, you know, let's see, which investment can I put my money in and then the government's going to tax me on capital gains on? Or can I just buy some stuff that we're going to need, you know, like sort of small time investment? You know, when you see toilet paper, uh, my wife, you know, when I tell her when you see toilet paper on sale in the store, grab several, fill up the grocery cart and bring them home. We've got some room for it. Yeah. We'll put it up and you got it. And then, you know, you can kind of keep the, the, the stock refreshed, so, what, rotate your stock as they do in the uh, the grocery stores. Yep. So this is just a quick list of 20 things that you should have. 
Uh, one is storable food. Two is, is this in order of importance or just like whatever? Just throw them out there. I think they're. Uh, it seems like they're if it's in order things of you importance. Should have, then I guess that yeah. you need them all. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. storable food, clean water. Clean water. That's is, a good one. Yep. Now uh, I've got the uh, the water bottles. I used to have the five gallon jugs, but you can come to my house, buddy. They have those. Oh, you got the five gallon jugs? <clears throat> no, I have two you wells. Well. Three wells. That's right. That's right. Oh, wells would be really nice. Yeah. They do have those water Three. bottles where you can just yes. put in. Uh, you can put in any kind. You can put in water just from the creek, and it has like this ionizer or something like does that. Something, kind of yeah. Some thing, kind yeah. of scientific it's a magic crazy. Device. Yeah, and it <laughs> cleans it for you. Those seem like really nice to have. Cool. Uh, shelter, uh, that's obvious. Uh, warm clothing. Number yep. five is an axe. I could see how that would be come in handy, but carrying it around might not be fun. Well, Just having it in the house would be good. Yeah, it'd be good to have it. Uh, good, good to have it where you intend to be. Yep, indeed. Lighters or matches, hiking boots or comfortable shoes, a flashlight and or lantern. You know, uh, flashlights these days are. If you haven't gotten a new flashlight recently. Get one with the LEDs. Yeah, they use far less power. They use far less power, and you can, like, I have this old mag light, which, you know, they used to be, like, the standard in flashlights, right? Mag light. And I turn turn on the mag light. I don't know if the batteries are that fresh in it, but, you know, this is the thing that uses, like, 4D batteries. It's a monster thing. It's a weapon. It is a weapon. And uh, you know, the light wasn't as bright as what was coming out of my two AA uh, three LED flashlight, which on its own isn't uh, isn't really that bright either. They are making better LED flashlights today, and they're a little expensive. The LED flashlights, but on the other hand, they're going to last a lot longer. You're you're more likely to, to to pick up an LED flashlight and actually have it work when you turn it on, as opposed to some. Mag light or whatever the old uh, I guess they got LED mag light so I shouldn't besmirch them they probably still make a great product uh, but you know when you pick up the old uh, D cell battery old uh, incandescent light right. and it doesn't turn on that's not going to do you any good yeah the technology has definitely in- increased over time and uh, you know I mean it's something that people need to need to be uh, you know up to date on they also have the flashlights the that cranks you can, I like you can the crank, crank them ones. up yeah uh, cranks for cranks that's I've right I've got one of those actually and it it actually has a radio built into it well, oh, wow. number nine yeah. is a radio. There you go. Yep. So you can tune into Free Talk Live and see what's going on. <laughs> so we can give you no information whatsoever <laughs> about your disaster. So grumpy Ian can say, uh, you know, <laughs> no, we don't talk about things that, uh, you know, are relevant to people's lives. We don't talk about the other things the other talk show hosts talk about. No, we, we, we really can't because we're a syndicated talk show. So we can't give local uh important information that's the time when your local station should be breaking in uh to our show to tell you about disaster information but uh you know in this day and age when i, I don't know i don't know what it, the, the little tvs can even they used to have these little tvs so that you could listen to the local television station right through the antenna and i don't know if you can do that now with the uh with the new digital transmission yeah I don't, that's I a good be question I doubt it. I mean, I don't know if they make those mini TVs with digital receivers in them. I suppose it's possible uh, that that would be a possibility, but you'd have to have a pretty strong signal. Because remember, digital is either on or off. Yeah. Right? It's, it's, uh, it's on or off. That's what digital means. And so you either are getting enough of the signal to reproduce it in its complete form. Or you're not getting enough and it won't reproduce it at all. Whereas with those little TVs you're talking about, you could whittle the antenna around and yeah, get something. angle it different directions. You could, at the very least, you could at the very least get the audio feed or something like that from uh, from the TV station or some fuzzy picture. But 
TVs have always been next to useless in disasters. It's it's radio where the information is really available to people. Yeah, and number 10 is communication equipment, which I guess like walkie-talkies or cell phones. Well, cell phones, uh, you know, obviously it's good to have a cell phone, but in a disaster, cell phone networks tend to be overloaded. Okay. Uh, so what you may end up having happen in a, in a disaster situation is if you try to call, make a call, uh, they might just tell you, sorry, you know, the lines are jammed. You can't get through right now. Try can't again do it. later. And then you're SOL. Or worst case, you know, the cell phone companies have had their connections taken out or there's been some sort of, uh, you know, disaster that has earthquake or, or whatever flooding uh, where the cell phone tower has been shut down, in which case you'll you will have no, no chance of getting through on your cell phone. But if you've got a two way radio or ham radio or something like that, as long as other people have them, they're useful. But if you're the only person on CB channel 19 and nobody else is in the area with the, with the two-way radio, then it's not going to do any good. So the more people have two-way devices, the more valuable they become. Yeah, so basically at Porkfest, it seems like everyone would be set. Like that would be the perfect time for a disaster to happen because all these things are like – Plentiful two-way well, right. radios. You're talking about the Porcupine Freedom Festival, yeah. which is uh, you know a week. It's a basically a week long fest party fun time out in the woods here in New Hampshire with a bunch of liberty-minded people. And the two-way radios are very popular up there. You're on a campground. It's a perfect location to uh, communicate instantaneously with uh, with people. And there's examples of. I, they're not really disasters, but certainly unusual things happening. Like when the cops came through one year. Now, people with the two-way radios were the were the first responders, basically. They, somebody saw the cops coming in the park. They called up on their two-way radio to let people know the cops were coming in. And before you know it, there were five five or six people surrounding the cop car uh, with video cameras and just kind of escorting the cops through the park as they uh, were, were coming through. So, again, the two-way radio is really a valuable tool, not just for emergencies, but just for activism purposes. It's yep. one of my favorite tools. Disaster relief. All right, 855-450-FREE. You can take control of the airwaves. So what are we, about halfway through here? Yeah, we're more than halfway. All right, so we're going to continue uh, with the 20 things, uh, according to some survival guide, that you will need to be prepared. 855-450-FREE. Take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever you want and add your suggestions to the list if you'd like. It's Free Talk Live. The successes are piling up and proving the Free State Project is a real movement and no longer just a great idea. When you're planning your move to New Hampshire, consider Keene. Keene is famous for its civil disobedience and non-cooperation, and there's plenty of political opportunity as well. Though it's more than just activism, with regular social events each week. See what's happening at freekeen.com and get connected with video, audio, one of the busiest liberty forums in New Hampshire, and more at freekeen.com. That's freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up anything you want. The toll-free number, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. You can join us online over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features we have for you there. You can go and get signed up for Free Talk Live news updates. Follow us via email, Facebook, Twitter, whatever way works best for you. Uh, They're all free over at news.freetalklive.com. That's news.freetalklive.com. We've been talking about preparedness here in the the last article, and I think that that most people would agree that it's a good idea to have a certain amount of food on hand in case of emergency. Wisefoodstorage.com makes it easy for you. All you have to do is go to their website. You can trust me that the food's good. Ian? 
I have enjoyed it. Yeah, that's right. WiseFoodStorage.com. You can use coupon code FTL. If you don't believe us on the taste of the food, fine. Get a free entree sample. Uh, use coupon code FTL. Get the free entree sample. You can do that. But you got nothing to lose. Go ahead and get, uh, you know, at the least a couple of weeks. I mean, they have packages for, you know, a few weeks to a few months, um, you know, and you've got to decide what's best for you and your family. Yeah, basically, but you scale it up based on the size of your family and how long you want it to last. This isn't the situation that you want to be you know, taking chances on. You've got all kinds of insurance in your life. You've got automobile insurance, fire insurance, car insurance. Uh, You've got life insurance, every one of these things. You don't have disaster insurance if you need food in a disaster. WiseFoodStorage.com sells that for you. They come in uh, convenient metal mylar pouches in which you can prepare the food by simply adding water. Uh, you can add hot water to make it you know, more palatable and fun to eat, and it'll cook faster. But if you don't have hot water at the time, well, you know, it's nice to be able to cook this stuff without it or prepare, I guess, is the way to say it. Uh, it has a 25-year shelf life. It's going to be fine. You could probably pass it on to, you know, your kids. <laughs> it's wisefoodstorage.com. Coupon code FTL855FOODWISE. And you can uh, still use coupon code FTL there to uh, get no-cost shipping on any order. And this is, you know, they, they come in these uh, uh, these plastic totes, uh, things. So shipping on these things wouldn't necessarily be cheap. They're going to give you free shipping with coupon code FTL. Wisefoodstorage.com, 855-FOOD-WISE. We're going to continue in a moment here. Allie's got a list of survival stuff, preparedness information, things you might want to consider having around just in case. But first, we'll go to Marcus listening in West Virginia to WVTS in the Charleston area. Hello, Marcus. Hey, how's it going, guys? Hey, what's on your uh, mind tonight? I, I just got off work I, when I initially called it. I didn't know you guys were in the middle of a segment on the survival. Oh, stuff. don't worry uh, about it. We're here to talk to you, so go ahead. Uh, well, you know, from time to time, um, I, I get online. I do a little bit of research. I try to just, like, take a good look at the big picture, you know, and all the problems in the world. And uh, recently, well, not about four months ago, I was getting online, looking around, just looking at, I guess uh, some a lot of people would refer to it as a conspiracy theory, but um, I was reading stuff where uh, it was talking about the Rothschild family and how basically they've controlled like world money since like the 1700s and some people think they're you know embedded with the Illuminati or started the Illuminati and uh, they're the ones responsible for the Federal Reserve and a lot of the financial problems and the impending uh, possible collapse in America. I was just curious if you had any thoughts or if you knew anything about the Rothschilds or the legitimacy of that theory. What I I watched this video last night that was going to some conspiracy theory stuff that you're talking about, and they said it was the Rothschilds, the Rockefellers, and the Morgans were the three that were controlling the world, or whatever the hypothesis is. Now, is this the video with the aliens in it too? Yeah, and inv- involved aliens. Now, how do the aliens factor in? Um, so the world is made of a bunch of Tauruses which are these donut things where energy is coming out of the top and going towards the bottom. I'm skeptical of all this, by the way, but I found it kind of interesting. And that aliens have been trying to, uh, trying to through their use of crop circles, show us that Tauruses are the epitome of the universe and the universe is just a Taurus factory. I love this theory. And so they showed some examples of human-made crop circles and they pale and conspire in comparison to the real alien-made crop circles. And I don't know, it's interesting because it's like, I'm not saying that it's more, I've heard the argument, it's more likely there are extraterrestrials than than likely that there there are none. But at the same time, 
I think we don't want to not, attribute certain things to aliens when you can just attribute it to humans. I think we've gotten off track of uh, what the gentleman called uh, about. Yeah, I was say, I'm not sure how. <laughs> I'm not sure how economic uh, <laughs> conversation got to aliens. But, so, uh, uh, so here's my thought on so the Rothschild. Is the, the question Rothschild, the Rothschilds rule the world? Is that the question? The Rothschilds, Rockefellers. Apparently, the Rockefellers are some spinoff of the Rothschilds. I don't know. People do probably all incestuous. Well, um, the Rothschild is the original family, from what I've read. I didn't mean to cut you off. Sure. Um, but basically, I've also heard that some of the Rothschilds or people that work in that association will go to certain countries and they'll change their last name to prominent last names in that country. Um, I've I heard that they're the ones that help create the Federal Reserve. And, you know, Andrew Jackson shut the Federal Reserve down in his presidency. Actually shut down the created. second bank, uh, second national bank. Uh, the Federal Reserve With, didn't exist until 1913, but essentially right, a similar well, idea. The same thing, in, in essence, you know. Yeah. But um, I don't know. I just I, I didn't know if that was like a legitimate theory or anything. But, you know, with all the economic problems in the world, you know, it's it's hard to prove stuff. a negative, especially when you're talking about people. Uh, well, there's these people that are changing their names. If they're not Rothschilds, there really are Rothschilds because they were Rothschilds. I mean, that gets really That's murky, very especially when you get, uh, you know, more than 100 years back when name changing would be you know much more difficult to uh, to track. And I've never heard the rebut to uh, the you know the the people saying that no the Rothschilds don't control uh, the the world's finances and stuff I have heard the theories you're talking about and they're all very very it's very interesting um, but there's I, no doubt the Rothschilds are a big banking family right that right. go back a long long time I, mean, I think that, that there's no doubt that much is true but I don't know if I believe oh. that the Rothschilds are running the banks in China I just don't know about that right well that that uh you know that conversation has gone for a really long time I guess that's a debate for another day but. Uh, in regards to what you guys are talking about, uh, I used to be a radio operator when I was in the Army, and, uh, you know, I'm always like to be prepared survival-wise, so, uh, you know, radios would definitely be awesome, but uh, I'm just curious, like, if it did crash, what what would be the best radio in your all's mind to uh, have, you know, with, like, CB band or... Um, that's like a good question. I don't think, you know, okay, so, uh, you know, there there's a name brand in radios that... Basically, everything else is – I mean, this is the gold standard of radios. It's the C-Crane company. They don't advertise no, no, with no, the no. show. No, no, no. He's asking two-way radios. I'm sorry. You're talking about two-way radios, not – Oh, no, no, no. I'm talking about like a radio where you communicate with other – uh, okay. But you're right, Mark. Survivor. C-Crane, although they're not an advertiser, does make a fine uh, re- receiving radio, as I understand it. Yeah. Uh, if you're looking for AM, FM, shortwave, uh, C-Crane has a pretty good product. In fact, they've even got the Wi-Fi radio now, too. Yeah. Uh, but uh, as far as two-way communications is concerned, that's a good question. It just depends, right? I mean uh, – well, it depends on how much activity there is in your area. So if your area has a lot of CB activity, then CB would be a good thing to have. Uh, ham, of course, operators or amateur radio, as it is uh, is called, right. is a licensed, uh, federally licensed service. And so it's not as popular among the average person, but it's. Uh, but then again, is CB popular among anybody these days? I mean, does the average person even have or know or familiar with a CB anymore? It seems like it's more of the the realm of the trucker, or the professional driver that uh, that would have a CB. Mm-hmm. Of course, ham radios operate with more wattage, so odds are good you'd be right. able to. They get use some... high frequency radios and high frequency radios. You know, you can bounce that HS signal. You know, from anywhere in the world. All I'd the way say it's a toss-up between ham or or CB. Um, I mean, up here we use marine band radios, but that's a specific activist purpose. Uh, thanks for the call tonight, man. I appreciate hearing okay, from you. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. I'd say it's better to have more than one if you can. It's Free Talk Live. <laughs> 
You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752. take control of the airwaves all you have to do is dial in toll free at 855-450-FREE and you can bring up absolutely anything we're talking about being prepared survival uh stuff that you might want to have around just in case 855-450-FREE will continue Allie's list here in a moment and it is ian here with you tonight and Allie and mark don't forget you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com where you can listen in over at listen.freetalklive.com we have live streams broadband and dial-up versions of the show available around the clock 24 Seven. The latest episode of Free Talk Live is always on the air there. Uh, on your local radio stations, perhaps, we've got over 100 great stations, uh, AM and FM band throughout the country that air the show at different times throughout the week. Our satellite listening options include two XM satellite radio channels, as well as our KU band free-to-air channel, the webcam, and the listen lines that allow you to dial from any phone that can call long distance and listen that way. So plenty of ways to get Free Talk Live in your ears over at listen.freetalklive.com. If you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of accounts for Receivable. SACL CAI can do that for you. SACL CAI is a company owned by, uh, in part by Jason Osborne, who's a big supporter of Free Talk Live, big supporter of uh, Liberty. And you can see their banner at freetalklive.com. It's the top one on the right-hand side of the page. They also sponsor our phone lines here at Free Talk Live. And have for a long time. Yep. Really appreciate uh, Jason Osborne and SACL CAI. Well, let's continue with you and your thoughts. Amos is on the line listening in Charleston, West Virginia. Amos, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah. Hey, how's it going? I just... Here's here's some ideas on some equipment. Uh, I'll tell you if you can get a hold of any of the old civil defense manuals, uh, they're real good about this uh, this kind of stuff. Uh, uh, you mean like the old they, Army Survival Guide, that kind of thing? Well, the stuff the Department of Civil Defense put out. Yeah, the Army had it too. Uh, the Civil Defense Department had a lot of that stuff out in the early '60s. You know about fallout shelters and all that yeah. kind of stuff. And uh, another thing, I imagine uh, uh, that my two co-hosts have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. This is this is a uh, department uh, that I think it was probably from the Roosevelt era administrations right. uh, that uh, you know one of these these programs, these government programs that has kind of petered off and went away. But there's actually a truck um, on my in my town that I see when I go to the fire department for for training and stuff like that. Uh, I, I, I see this civil <laughs> it's 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 CD. I can't remember what it is. CD. What is it? CD. CD? Was there yeah, they, initials? Yeah, it, yeah, it goes all the way back to World War II, and uh, they with air raids and all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. and gas attacks and all that kind of thing. But they uh, there's even a lot of, you can get them on YouTube. There's a lot of old, old civil defense training films mm-hmm. you can access on YouTube. But uh, another thing is the Boy, the Boy Scout field book. Hmm. Or any of the old Boy Scout handbooks are very ha- handy about cooking and surviving in the, out- in the outdoors. Uh, if you can get a hold of, of any of them, they're, ultimately they're you can always keep a Boy Scout around too. <laughs> That's my plan. <laughs> but uh, one thing uh, we've done, maybe you all have too, is the 
if you still have around your house any of the old uh, analog-type phones that do not run on electricity, hang on to them because the phone system, the old, the old the phone system runs on batteries. It doesn't run on electricity, and all these new phones that people have in the house uh, need power to run. So we, we hang on to your. We have old dial phones. And when well, the power goes you don't out, have to have – if you're talking about the old Pulse-style, uh, rotary-style phones, yeah. is that what you're talking about? No, no. it doesn't well, have to be doesn't necessarily have to be rotary, but even the old, the old push-button phones. Right, right. Yeah. Phone lines have 13 volts of electricity that goes through them to run mini phones. Is it 13? Yeah. I didn't know how many it, it was. was 13. But I yeah, it was they, like, don't, they don't go out uh, – uh, that it's very rare for the phone, the old phone wires to go out. Right. Well, the phone company would have to lose their power in order yeah. for your phones to. Uh, well, they to run stop on batteries. Working. They run on batteries at the phone company. They don't. You run mean on during an emergency, they run on batteries? No, they run. They run. They still run on batteries. If you go to the old, old phone systems, that's how they work. They run why, on why would they run the phone system off of batteries during a non-emergency? I, I think it's just to conserve power. It doesn't make sense. I wouldn't be able yeah. to uh, say one way or the other whether it's more that's expensive. The case. To run off of batteries somebody. is always more expensive. So from a business standpoint, it, that wouldn't Maybe make sense. Maybe they have sense. battery backup. And I would imagine they have backups. But you're right. right. Uh, you're, if you if you have a home phone, and fewer and fewer, fewer and people have these these days, an old landline phone, uh, and all you have is a cordless device, then yeah, you're pretty much you're going to be SOL. Um, yeah. But if, if you have one of those, I mean, you know, I happen to have a Bell, uh, one of the old Bell telephones. It's repairable too. So if right. something goes wrong, you can get in there and figure out what it is. I think mine's probably it. You know, one day my son found it, and I never really took it away from him. So it has been beaten against the uh, the floor of this now a toy. The, garage but i do have another one that it did runs off electricity but i've considered going and getting one of these and i think that it's a, it's probably a good idea to have a bell telephone <laughs> yeah, you can get them. House. any other you suggestions probably, you can get them probably at uh, some of your you know junk stores and places like that but i'll tell you another thing you're talking about ham radio so you can rig up a ham radio to run off of your car that's true and and that way you just have to run the engine on the car and same thing with uh, same thing with a lot of CB radios as well, and right. uh, CBs can be useful to you most of the time. Ham radios, unless you have a ham license, there's a good chance they will be useless to you most of the time because uh, you know if you get on the ham radio and start keying up without identifying your your license code or call they may sign, not like that. The uh, the the obedient hams out there will perhaps hunt you down and report you to the FCC. So if you want to play with your radio hobby, uh, CB radio would be the way to go because it it is unlicensed and you know the cb's interesting you know history here for those of you that don't know anything about cb's uh, and you probably don't know much about it if you're under the age of 30 uh but if uh, back in the day they used to have licenses for cb radio and this right. is this is one of the areas in which the federal government has actually gotten out of it's very rare that the government gets out of something but basically the reason they got out of it was because so many people were buying cb's and just using them without asking permission first and they basically decided we can't enforce this anymore ah uh, you don't need a license anymore yeah, yeah there's, a, there's supposedly a i think there's kind of maybe a black market device that you can some CBers might be able to tell you, but it's like an extender for CB. Yeah, well, there's different there's different mods yeah. that uh, you can run on a CB radio. And thanks, Amos, for the call tonight. Okay. I appreciate it. Uh, they have what they call the linear amplifier, which will ramp up your wattage. Uh, that's why when you're if you listen on a CB, you can hear people talking from like Mexico. He loves this stuff, Alex. I Just do. I, I'm a, such a radio rat. 
And uh, let's see what else. Oh, yeah, and you can go to the extended band as well. So, like, CB only has 40 channels, but you can mod the radios to go beyond that as well. So you can't uh, repeat with a reefer on and a Kenworth Holland but, logs. But once again, is it worth your while? Does anyone still use CB? I've heard that there are cities where CB is still relatively popular, where, like, in a more urban environment, uh, people are using CBs for two-way communications as opposed to a cell phone, for instance, because maybe they can't afford a cell phone contract, but they can afford to have a CB in their car, talk to their their friends that that are also uh, that also have those radios. I, I I don't know what it's like for anybody else, but I spend the vast majority of my time on the cell phone talking to my wife. Uh, you know, for whatever reason, you know, we've got to c- communicate back and forth. You know, running running a family, and I, you know, a CB would probably be a heck of a lot easier in that case. But she has to have it with her, so it would either be in the house or, or the, the cars, car. uh, and you know, obviously that wouldn't work when uh, you know she's down in Florida or something. Sure. Now, uh, now, Allie, you grew up in Alabama, so I mean, that's the South. Radios generally a two way radio seems like more of a southern thing. At least that's the feeling I got behind it when I was into yeah, it no, as a kid. I didn't know nothing really about radio waves or any of the stuff you're talking about. So your dad never had a CB in his truck or, or anything like that, or not that I remember. I mean, when we were little, I remember us kids used to have little walkie talkies, uh, and that's all I know. And uh, my dad did have like walkie talkies, I guess, for his farm. I'm mm-hmm. starting to remember that there were walkie talkies, but I don't. I wasn't really educated about how it worked. All you know, we just had it sound the same program and we could talk. It's fun stuff. That's what. I, that's how I got into it. Eight five five four fifty free. That is the SACL CAI toll free line. So really, what matters most is whether or not other people use these things. And if other people are using them, then they're worthwhile. If not, then it's just a piece of equipment that sits there. Yeah. One eight five five four fifty free. The SACL CAI toll free line. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up anything, even in these remaining moments, which are coming up on Free Talk Live. Eight five five four fifty free. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. Talk live. Bring up anything you want. Toll free at 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. 1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website, freetalklive.com. Like the features we have there? You'll enjoy the show? Well, maybe you'd like to become a Free Talk Live amplifier for as little as $3 per month. You can do it with any major credit card through PayPal or use Visa or MasterCard right on our website. And the AMP program allows you to get behind Free Talk Live financially so we can spread the show, get on more radio stations around the country, bring more internet listeners on board, and expose new people to the ideas of freedom. So head on over to amp.freetalklive.com. You can get signed up there. You can learn more about the program and learn about the perks you get, like access to the AMP-only call-in lines, AMP-only forum, podcast, and more. Get the details, get on board over at amp.freetalklive.com and thank you in advance. 
you know cigarettes aren't good for you, and you've probably been thinking about uh, you know quitting or trying something different. The e-cigarette is a device that will vaporize a a liquid, a gel that contains nicotine in it, and you will you can essentially smoke. I mean, it's actually vaporizing, but it looks like a cigarette. You inhale it like a cigarette. Has a bit of a a throat hit like a, a cigarette would. And you can do it indoors. You don't have to go out and stand by the dumpster and in the rain. Uh, you don't. You won't be you know bothering people with secondhand smoke. It, it doesn't have the the health risks. It's twenty two thousand times healthier than uh, smoking a cigarette. And you can get an e cigarette for free. The best one of the best made cigarette e cigarettes on the market today. You can get it for free from vaporsmiths.com. They'll give you a, a starter kit if you purchase forty cartomizers at vaporsmiths.com. Coupon code FTL will get you the uh, the free starter kit. That's vaporsmiths.com. Coupon code FTL or call eight five five two get vapor. Again, it's eight five five two get vapor. Vaporsmiths.com. Coupon code FTL. We continue here with you and your thoughts. Let's talk to Roy, listening in Pennsylvania. Roy, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello there. Hey, how's it going? Hey, Roy, you calling from Meadville? Uh, yeah. Excellent. This is the one of the longest-running uh, pirate radio stations that has been carrying this program. I, I don't remember when we started hearing from people listening in, in Meadville, but those guys have been on the air, apparently untouched by the FCC for a long time, and they are heroes. I don't know who operates the station, but uh, thanks to them. And if you did know, we wouldn't say. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Roy, go ahead with your thoughts. All right. Um, I decided to call in. The guy earlier was asking about radios. And um, it's a topic, or it's actually a subject I've been researching for a couple of years now as far as the different types of radios for different situations, locations. Like, if you're, in a way, your different levels of radius between your little hand, local handhelds to the further range CVs to your, you know, ham radio, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess anyone that's listening may want to get a pencil and paper to write down some info. But um, as far as, like, a handheld radio, like, say you do whether it's just to have on you or maybe you do some tactical training with friends or whatever, uh, your best bet is typically a really good GMRS radio. Um, that's your basically, like if you go to Walmart and you buy a two-way radio, it's a GMRS radio. Not but, um, typically those, true. If you go to Walmart and you buy a two-way radio package, you're probably getting family radio service, which is... Uh, yes, that's right, Ash. That I forgot Family about radio that. service is an unlicensed, another unlicensed uh, radio yep. spectrum by the FCC that's intended for people to just go and get cheapy radios off the shelf and use yeah, them. It's exactly. a very low wattage service, so I would not yeah, recommend those at all. Uh, GMRS is higher wattage than uh, than yep. FRS, but again, the, uh, the feds claim you have to be licensed. But they also claim you have to be licensed for a marine band as well and uh and yeah I-, I mean it's it's another one of those things where they say you gotta be licensed but everyone uses them so i mean Exactly. I mean, you'd yeah. have to be a real dupe to uh, to fill out one of these license forms and actually <laughs> and actually try to be yeah, a legal exactly. operator. Because j- just think yeah. for a moment about how difficult it is for them to track someone down with a handheld radio. I mean, in order for them to somehow issue you a notice of citation, they would have to be able yep. to find you. And if you're on a handheld, you're using it infrequently. You're moving about uh, typically. Yeah, exactly. So don't worry about the license. It's- yeah, I wouldn't bother, but um, like a GMOS would be, my research would be your best bet for a small handheld radio, but you got to get a good one. The one, I've actually did a number of comparisons, and we're talking like a spreadsheet listing out a whole nine yards. Uh, the best GMRS radio I've found so far is from Midland Radio, and it's um, a GXT 1050. Now, what are we um, talking about as far as money here? I mean, how much, how much money? Uh, actually, 
for the for this radio, it's actually two radios, a desk charger, and that desk charger also has a 12 volt plug, cigarette lighter thing for your car, and it's I believe it's. Fifty to $70. You know, that's not radio. bad. I mean, as far as an, a kind yeah. of an intro, uh, there's also Midland, uh, exactly. makes, Midland makes the uh, the Marine Band radio that a lot of the activists use around here, the, the Nautico 3, which is a $50 radio, and it comes with all manner of accessories. It's a great starter radio to get people uh, to get people into it. And uh, I think that either of those uh, choices is, is a good choice for, for direct two-way communications. But again, yeah. this is something, what you're describing, this GMRS or, or, or uh, you know, or the marine band, you have to have other people to talk to. If you just buy one yeah, of these exactly, radios yeah. and, f- and flip it on, you probably gonna, if you scan through the the radio, you probably aren't going to find anyone uh, on there. Exactly. So you've got to keep that what? in mind. And at least with marine band, there is an emergency channel typically uh, set aside. But once again, if no, if you're not in the area of marine activity, odds are good it's going to be pretty silent out there. Any other suggestions yeah. you got, Roy? Oh, I actually have a number. I just started with the GMR, Well, you've got time for so one more. I apologize. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Um, another reason for GMRS would be it's, it's kind of common, so, you know, a lot of people might have it. But as far as CBs, um, if you're going to get a CB, you almost need to get one that has single sideband because that gives you 12 watts, and the physics of single sideband allow the energy to be used more efficiently and travel further. And if you're going to get a base station antenna, Highly recommend the ICOM, or no, excuse me, the IMAX 2000, which is a Where would you recommend way. people go to get more information about these detailed things? Because we really can't dig too much into brands and, uh, and you oh, know, yeah. model um, numbers here. Where, what, what's a good website that you'd recommend people visit? <laughs> well, uh, good question. It's, I've done them from a lot of different websites. I've sniffed the web. I know friends that are ham radio operators. I'm getting my license in the whole nine yards. There's really... It's hard to find anything, but the first thing I would do is actually, if you're looking for CB radio, for example, go to Amazon and just start picking out CB radios and list them. List their specs, their features. That's I think I you do. gave the a real good is, suggestion for CBs, and that is the single sideband feature. That's worth that is worth mentioning and worth remembering when you're searching around for a product. Yeah. Uh, as you mentioned, it gives you 12 watts. CB normally is a four watt device, uh, and 12 watts is obviously three times the wattage. So uh, there you go. Yeah. Thanks, Roy, for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you uh, at eight five five four fifty free. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. Bills in Huntsville, listening in uh, to WBHP. Hello, Bill. Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, we're, uh, we're talking I, uh, radios and stuff, but you can bring up anything, so go ahead. I actually lived through the uh, April 27th tornadoes that hit North Alabama. We had three F5s and I think two F4s. Oh, boy. And it completely destroyed all incoming electricity. The TVA gets their power from dams and coal plants, but these first two days, were so eye-opening to me. I mean, we had no... Okay, every cell tower was gone. Yep. We had no electricity. We had no... Um, gasoline was gone. I'd say within at least two hours, no gasoline, no ice, um, no way to even find out where your family... Uh, we had... Uh, and that's why I think the radios... Uh, are so important. Yeah, for sure. But you don't, you don't, you don't realize uh, going back to just basically caveman-like condition. No pharmacies. You know, people didn't have medicine. Um, 
uh, a lot of the generators didn't work. They thought were going to work. Oh boy! Uh, we have a uh, actually a uh, nuclear power plant right here, and right on the Tennessee River that missed. It got missed by like half a mile. And you, and you so, find it all out too late. Did you have any two ways in in your possession at the time? No, I mean we were basically anything. What what we had left in the house that was not in the fridge. And and one thing I didn't hear mentioned tonight, and you guys probably did, I was driving, was a generator. Um, and, yep. But you got to have gas to run the generator, and most people were running out of gas after three or four days. No doubt. Yeah, well, uh, these things aren't designed for, for long-term well, operation. I, I've typically. got a question on uh, gas generators uh, real quick. Are you saying the gas stations didn't have any, uh, didn't have backup, didn't have That's propane saying, uh, yeah. generator backups, and so therefore couldn't... The gas uh, stations have electricity. Yep. So they couldn't pump the gas. But some of them have backups, I've heard. Not many. Not I'm enough. telling you. Okay. Saying don't and, depend and on them. Well, and everybody's filling yeah, I mean, up and getting out of town, too. How do you get a generator that is going to run anything for any period of time? I mean, a propane generator is only good for about 72 hours. A gas generator, I mean, do you Depends keep... on the amount that you're pulling, right? I mean, it depends right, it on certainly the amount does. of power, et cetera. Hey, I how wish you had more time for you, Bill. out to the house? Thanks for the time. Uh, appreciate the call tonight. We didn't get through the list, Allie, so where can people go to see this list? Uh, just go to lourowcall.com, and it'll be one of the ones up there now. From today. Yep. From Friday. Okay. Hey, it's been Ian here with you. And Allie. And Mark. All right. It's, it would be invaluable in a situation like that tornado thing to have two-way communications with your and family. And FTLsolar.com. There you go. More coming up tomorrow night. See that. FreeTalkLive.com. From filmmaker A.I. Wintermute comes the feature-length documentary, Liberty in Our Lifetime. It chronicles the real-life activists who have moved to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project and the many ways in which they seek to live free. But he needs your help to get this important story off the ground. Visit LibertyDocumentary.com, watch the trailer, and find out how you can help bring this film to life. That's LibertyDocumentary.com.